Noster News, Noster March first edition. Welcome. New month, baby. <laughs> new month, new you. So, are you marching off Twitter? Isn't hashtag March <laughs> off Twitter is the 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 thing for this month? Let's start off spicy. <laughs> um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, so it's interesting. So, if you all haven't seen, there's a hashtag trending on Noster, mm-hmm. March off Twitter, and I think it's you know sort of tongue in cheek, both the month of March off Twitter, and then you know marching like almost in a militaristic way away from this <laughs> this you know site that we're no longer using that much. Right. I, I don't know if I'm going to do the whole month off Twitter. Um, I think I've used Twitter already so much less. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably used, you know, let's say I was using Twitter five hours a week or whatever before. I'm probably down to one mm-hmm. and all the rest of that's gone to Noster. Mm-hmm. In fact, and this is what I mentioned last time, even though I love Noster in its current state, I don't love as much that I'm getting a little addicted to it, especially <laughs> with the zaps, which we'll talk about. Right. But anyways, the reason I may not go totally off Twitter yet is I still... I'm really interested in other stuff like AI. Yep. And AI Twitter is still very good. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait until they're on Nostra, but they're not there yet. Yep. Um, and then also I've been, you know, using Twitter to make, you know, a couple of intros for some of my founders mm-hmm. to other founders that are not yet on Nostra. So I, I don't know if I'll do the whole month off, but I mean, I'm already like 80% less and probably within a couple months we'll be off. Right. Um, what about you? For me, I, uh, I would say I'm kind of a normie tech Silicon Valley person without all of the altcoins. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but everything else about like, you know, new startups and how things are getting built and, you know, how things are getting started. And that's kind of the world I've lived in for several decades now. And so a lot of those people are still on Twitter. And I actually have the opportunity to share the Noster story. And then people become curious and ask me more about it. So, like, I don't know if you saw the one yesterday from Matt Brezina. I don't think so. Which one? So Matt Brazina is a long time. Actually, I think I have the. Uh, I was about to do a, a video of it. He was a, you know, long time founder. Uh, was this the AI guy? No, he he had started a couple YC companies. Okay. One one was a very early YC, like maybe one of the first few cohorts uh, called Zobni, hmm. which was like inbox spelled backwards. It was like an inbox <laughs> management something. Got it. Um, but he saw me tweeting about Noster and you know, all the videos I make and sharing you know the stats from Noster.band and stuff. And he's like, oh, he's like, I've been waiting for something this amazing. And so then he chimed in and, um, you know, downloaded Domus and signed up. And then he gave me the feedback. He said, onboarding was very painful. I think I already lost my public and private keys. <laughs> then I, I landed that. in a feed with only Domus posts, no network onboarding. <laughs> so the reason I share that is to say, I, I like to, um, you know, I love what's going on in Noster and I love spending a lot of time there and meeting all the people and hearing about the ideas. But then I also like to try to distill the ideas for maybe a, a normie tech crowd or people who like either aren't sure or they're open to you know figuring out what is this space all about. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of excitement in the space. And when there's a lot of people who make a lot of noise about, oh, you can build on these platform-y things or you can build in this way. And I, I want to be present as a voice that says, hey... This is this is what's grabbing all of my attention, and this is where I'm spending all my attention because I think this is the 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 firm foundation on which you can build much better things. And so, for that reason, I'm not marching off Twitter, <laughs> but like uh, but I'm I'm you know it's not it's not impinging on any of my uh, Noster uh, time. I think what you're doing, which I love, and I actually want to do to a degree as well, is build a bridge. Yeah, from Twitter to Noster. Yeah, and I've had the same experience. A lot of my friends or other tech people or whatever, like they're super interested they don't know how to get started. And like, yeah. 
I think it's really important that there are bridges like you. And by the way, you know, I, I know you were j- joking about this in a chat, but the DK really is becoming the, the chief marketing officer in, in a way of Noster. Like seriously, the videos you've been putting out the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to, you know, I, I'm backlogged. I don't even have time to listen to them all at this point, but they're fantastic. And, and I think it's so important not only to build that bridge, but also as I think about this, you know, as an investor, right? Like, you know, I don't know this guy, the Zobni guy, but a lot of the builders, you know, my thesis has always been, you know, especially being based here in SF is the only kind of Bitcoin fund in SF mm-hmm. is that as, you know, these builders from whatever web three or, you know, AI, as they start realizing, wait a second, Bitcoin lightning and now Noster yeah. you know, where the real action is going to be, they're still fabulous builders. They're still super totally. smart, great product people. Like they're going to build a lot of the really big companies or projects here. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's important for the network. It's important as an investor. It's important for everybody to help build those bridges. So, yeah. And, and it's surprising, you know, given how much time we spend in sort of Bitcoin <laughs> land and lightning land and now Noster land, it's sort of surprising to think that Silicon Valley doesn't know anything about Noster. It's ba- crazy. You know, basically, like I, I was, I was just mentioning. I'm not going to name names, but I was, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, with the managing director of one of the top tier venture capital firms, and uh, just a couple days ago, and sort of in passing, I mentioned, like, I, I and I kind of said, I bet you probably never run across Noster, but anyway, I'm making a bunch of YouTube videos about. It. He's like, no, what's that? I was like, well, it's kind of like a lot of the dreams of what people want to do with crypto broadly. But those dreams get realized. But it's real <laughs> in a in a way that is more neutral and public domain and kind of has the right kind of foundational principles. So, um, so I, I do think of yeah. I, I mean, I do like the idea of being a bridge and trying to help be a kind of warm, friendly face. I'm enough of that that they can say, "Oh, we've known you forever. You're one of us." But with a perspective that I've gotten through, you know, kind of the time I've spent. <laughs> in in this ecosystem and so hopefully that bridge can help more real builder energy recognize that there are opportunities to build there's so much great stuff and so many great ways to contribute to this 100 percent. into that note um i don't know if i can announce exactly yeah. who this is yet but one of my portfolio companies one of my major investments here in sf and most of my investments are around the world so it's, it's rare and exciting that i get one locally yeah um but just got an office and I think I told you about this and he's already, he's doing some really cool stuff with both lightning and Noster. Yep. Um, actually I don't think he'd mind. It's Danny with DZ. It's really excited yeah. about that. And, um, we've already talked about doing a Noster meetup. So mm-hmm. we should totally, you know, plan that, get the first one, yeah, yeah. get all these people to come together meet each other, learn about Noster. Totally. Like, yeah. Be super fun. Yeah. I love it. Let's, let's get, get the word out with people who, people who have the energy to do it, let's show that there's a place and let's make a home for it. Love it. Because there's so much energy and so much talent, but they just, you know, they have not learned about this thing yet. It's still so early that even all these people who want to build just don't know about it. Next couple months are going to be crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to keep making videos. I, I use the term CMO as a joke kind of. I think, you know, everybody should, you know, self-nominate themselves. Tongue in cheek, but this man own. is doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> chief of their own uh, <laughs> endeavors. Um, I like that, but yeah, you know, there should be many chiefs, chief, uh, chief marketing officers, chief executive officers, chief technology officers of Nostra, everything, chief meme officers, chief, <laughs> chief zap officers, officers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the chief zap officer. So, so we've got, uh, let's see, we've got a few, th- oh yeah. So we've got Nostrica coming up. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So we, we were chatting a bit, um, yeah. you know, plans. I, I know yours are still forming. <laughs> <laughs> so I normally, when I travel, I figure out you know, I book it about a day before I go I like and I'm that. gonna, I'm gonna try to do it like 
but now it's March 1st. <laughs> so I, I, I want to kind of do it like now, like yeah. today, tomorrow, but I haven't done anything. I only have like the admission thing, which I kind of slid in late, uh, off the wait list. But, um, I think I have to book a flight looks easy mm-hmm. booking. Like there's these buses that are going to transport and I don't fully understand all of that. I need to dig into the details. And then there's like a venue. So we were talking about, should we get a, a, a room, a bigger room where we can actually do stuff. Maybe we can even like host little sessions or jam sessions. I think we should. I mean, like I said, I, I've got like a small hotel room now, which we can always use, but I'm down. If anyone has any ideas here, maybe yeah. we can get a, um, like a small place. I don't know if there's anything still available at this point, but, yeah. uh, I think it'd be awesome to bring the gear, yeah. bring some mics, yeah. bring some, you know, the cameras and just do a right. whole bunch of jam sessions. I mean, everyone's going to be there. Yeah. Do you, do you think people would like, I know some of it has got this like, nim privacy side to it and i certainly don't want to no no i mean i don't think we should do any just like walking around obviously but for people that want to opt in to record there so kind of like pick pick a place yeah have it set up and then invite people in and kind of do invite people in and if they want it if they don't want to do it they don't want to do it that's fine yeah okay and to be clear i say everybody's gonna be there actually the majority of people will not be there a lot of people will be joining in part of people virtual right virtual yeah but uh but still it should be like a really nice critical mass yeah yeah Cool. So I'm in for it. I think we should do a lot of recording. All right. Well, I, I just ordered another mic, so at least we'll have three. Woohoo! <laughs> and we'll get the headphones and the gear and stuff out there. Um, so uh, so I saw all this discussion. Was it McShane? Do you know McShane? Uh, yeah. He's the Lightning Ventures guy that's kind of organizing it. Yeah. He's like very organizing of the thing. And I think he was talking about musical instruments and jam sessions. Do oh, you know yeah. much about like what's going on there? Are you bringing instruments? Are you going to... Be well, ready with beatboxing and rapping, or what's uh, funny you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> so I, I haven't checked any of the any of the schedule. I, I signed up to do a couple of things. I signed up to do a little talk mm-hmm. about uh, this was a while ago. Uh, maybe we can do this together, but about investing in not, like Nostra mm-hmm. projects, how I think about that. So right. I, I think that's somewhere on there, but I, I don't know. I have to go back and look. But also, I signed up. There's like a place to put your pub key to perform, and hell yeah, I signed up. So nice. it's been a minute since I've performed or rapped. Um, right. I was a little bummed actually. Last weekend, I was supposed to go to um, to La Paz in Mexico to visit my friend, who's like my you know good buddy, producer, all this stuff. Yeah. And then my girlfriend's dog got very ill. That was a big scare. Oh no. Yeah, he's okay now, but you understand as a dog person, oh, yeah. it's, it's he vomited blood. We were very scared. Ooh. He's totally fine now, but anyway, so I missed that. Now I'm debating if I'll go this weekend or after no streak. But I was kind of hoping to kind of get back in the, you know, right. get the rap gears turning a little bit. Right. Um, but either way, you know, come hell or high water, I will perform something. So nice. How about you? Are you going to bring something? I uh, my do, do you play instruments? I don't know. Yeah, that. my acts of choice is the piano. Really, and those are really hard to take on airplanes. Well, keyboard. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, that with an external amp and gear, it's, it's, it's quite a process. Okay. Uh, so I, I hope there's a piano there, but I kind of doubt there's a piano there. But if there's a piano there, well, I am down. Let's put the call. If anyone has that lives in Costa Rica, for example, that'll yeah. be coming, maybe has a keyboard and brings it, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I played piano for like 40 years. I can really just do stuff. Yeah. Like we can, we can just hang and play stuff and have fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you, so. we should talk about, I don't know if you've ever, you know, made beats, but piano can be a critical part of that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we could do a collab. Yeah. Yeah. I played, I played a little bit. We play up in, uh, up in, uh, in Mammoth where we, we, oh. we have a, a piano there and we got a friend who's a really good singer. So we do a lot of nice. piano singing, kind of the whole town comes out and we do a little sing alongs really? at, at, at our place. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. DK has always surprised me. Man <laughs> of many talents. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Cool. Um, so good. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do that live in person with more of our 
Noster friends. Oh yeah. I can't wait. I, yeah. I just think the whole thing is going to be amazing. Like I'm so stoked. Yeah. I think all around just to meet people in person, I, you know, and just one quick side note here, something that I've been thinking a lot about is, um, what is it that makes Noster so amazing right now? And I do think that part of it is the architecture. And as Jack has tweeted out, you know, many times, Noster is punk right now. Mm -hmm. And because of its decentralized architecture, it has the possibility of staying punk. Um, And I'm always reminded, Julian Casablancas of The Strokes uh, once said, like, why does every big band have to suck? (laughs) And it's kind of true. And then there's a couple of exceptions. You know, I can think of a few that got big and stayed good. I think Radiohead did. I think most deaf to the degree that he, you know, didn't just like go off the face of the earth. Right. A, cu- a couple people did, but it's super rare. David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, maybe this leads to a world where there is just a lot more indie everything. Mm-hmm. I think that the more diversity and kind of like appeal you can make to specific niches, the better it is. Having said that, I also realized that maybe that's a little too idealistic. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Like it's going to be better than our current situation. But part of the magic of Nostra right now, if we're being completely honest, is that it is like it's before the eternal September mm-hmm. and it'll never be as eternal September as the other sort of internet forms or whatever, because you do have that choice, but you know, it, it's cool when you're part of the, like the underground, you're in like kind of a club, like, yeah. and, and inevitably these things will be, get more mainstream and it yeah. is what it is. But at least for this first no streak it, what I'm most excited about is the people that we meet there. Yeah. They're going to be good into Bitcoin and Nostra, which is great. But to me, that's more of a signal that they're interesting people in like in general. Yep. Yep. So these people are going to have, I'm sure all kinds of interesting ideas around literature, their philosophy, like health, nutrition, like whatever, like there'll be all kinds of weird little tidbits to pick up. Yeah. And I'm excited. Yeah. I I love the idea of finding the weird, like finding people who are willing to be themselves, even if it doesn't necessarily fit the model that people are looking for Yep. and exploring their own interests and hobbies and passions that don't necessarily fit a box. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hoping that that's what the feel is, and I kind of suspect it will be. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, well, you know, I think um, on the technology and architecture, I'm optimistic that it can remain with that feel indefinitely mm-hmm. if we get the right the right tooling yeah. within it. Right. Like I think it's you know, part of the thing. It's funny because when I share anything about Noster with friends are like, yeah, but it doesn't do X and Y and Z. And, and it's true. It's early. Right. So it's not like everything's solved. The claim is not that at all. The claim is that nothing has been solved except this one really important foundational thing, which is right. like this very simple protocol works. Mm-hmm. It's enough. And now we can build up all kinds of new things on top of that, but we don't have to compromise the principles of that public domain protocol. Just a simple you know, agreement about how to publish messages and relay them. Totally. And I, I love that. I mean, in fact, I watched your, your jam with the AI, AI guy, um, or the with AI. Yonda the, Ehrlich. I think so. One. The Kotu dude. Yeah. 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 Yonda. Anyways. Um, which I want to talk more about some of that stuff later yeah. as well, but you know, it, y'all had this whole like point where he just kept, he just kept like kept going in on deep fakes, deep fakes. That's what we need to yeah. do is sign images. And you're like, well, you signed the pointer of the image. He's like, but sign the image. And then at some point it was just like, well, you could also sign the image. And it's like, it was a great like yeah. aha moment for me of like, all these new people that come in are going to have great ideas. And these are all just additional features. Like the protocol is so extensible. You can just add a nip or just in your client or relay do that. Like, yeah, there's going to be so much cool new shit that gets built. Yeah. And it's all just, if somebody has a good idea, you just do it. You don't ask for anybody. You don't need an API key. You just do it. And I think that's, that's the magic. I mean, 
censorship resistance is great. Right. It's not as desperately needed by everybody today. But the flourishing of innovation that can happen when you just have permissionless, anybody can do whatever they want and build whatever they want, that's the stuff that really gets me going. I think censorship resistance is important, but I don't think that's the way that this goes mainstream. I agree. I think the way it goes mainstream is you just have all kinds of better experiences and things that serve people's needs much deeper. And then kind of a nice ride along is what censorship resistance. Nobody controls it. 100%. Um, all right. So speaking <laughs> of censorship resistance, uh, we have uh, we have Bitcoin and Lightning. And now with Nostra, we have Zaps. Yeah. So oh, yeah. <laughs> this this feels like it was like the the recent days have been just like Zap mania. So do you want to? Give us a rundown on like kind of what a zap is and sort of how it has sort of taken over Noster. Man. Okay. First of all, some guy called it. I don't remember who it was. He actually had a typo, which was like <laughs> a bit unfortunate in the way he said it, but the zapping. Yeah. And that's, I think yesterday, February 28th, 2023, will go down as the zapping. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was the day before. I don't know. But basically JB55, was it a day ago or two days ago? He made when, a new release? Yeah. I think it hit. Uh, I don't know. I've been on the test flight, so I haven't. Same. I want to say, yeah, I want to say a couple days ago, probably. So basically, in the last day or two, JB55 released to the general public. Test flights had zapping for a while, and zapping is the ability to tip an individual note from someone with a lightning payment. Yep. And he released that to the general public that's using the app. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, zaps were building, building, building. We showed that little chart last time. We called yep. it like VC catnip. Um, <laughs> and it was just like you know, perfect exponential curve of, of number of total zaps. And then, of course, stuff starts going parabolic yesterday. Like everyone started zapping. Now, we can talk about a lot of stuff. We'll look at the data. But I just want to talk about my personal experience yeah. with it first and then hear about yours. Yeah. So as I've mentioned many times, I actually actively try and stay off of these things like Twitter and stuff because it just it, it can become an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed in the last two days, for better and for worse, I've started getting way more addicted than I ever have been mm-hmm. to any social media, which again, I actually don't love, but it's so much fun to zap. And mm-hmm. I think I, I just started doing a couple of zaps. And by the way, I think the zapping experience in Domus is still not great because every time, you know, the way that the current user interface works is you you click a note, you click zap, you have to select an amount or type in a custom amount, then write a note. And then once you click zap, then you have to go to a wallet selector, choose the wallet, approve the payment. It's just like so many fucking steps. We need right. to get to one click zap like you can with Albion web browsers mm-hmm. or web clients. And we'll get there, I'm sure. I don't know what, exactly how it's going to look. I need to get this as just a step. But even with all of that friction, you know, I was like, oh, I'll you know, send a zap or two, see how it goes. I probably, I don't know, sent 25 zap. I, I don't know. Like I've been zapping like yeah. crazy. Anytime I see a good note. And what's interesting is, um, one, it makes me keep checking things more because when I, it makes me, it, it's, it's doing so much to my, like to my psyche right now. Like the first thing is every time I see someone that does something good, I want to give them some love. And all of a sudden it starts feeling like I don't want to be cheap either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, if I really like something, it's like, I don't want to just give them a little fucking this thing. Yeah, like yeah. I want to, okay, here's like, here's a dollar, a couple dollars, $10, even yeah. if it's really good. And, uh, and it feels great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, first of all, I think that's an interesting kind of discovery is like giving is certainly in some ways more exciting than receiving. I think that's like a general truism that, that you yeah. kind of start realizing. But then what I think is even more exciting in some ways is like, you just get this incredible, like, um, flush when you start rush when you start receiving zaps from other people with comments now yep, zaps yep. by themselves are cool 
But what I found I'm getting addicted to is reading the comments and the comment feels so much stronger when it's attached to real money. Yep. Yep. And like, I mean, I'll I'll just give you an example. Yesterday, you know, I posted, um, you know, uh, some guy, I think it was Pablo Vaz or whatever said he discovered this, um, this dashboard from Clark Moody, which is really good Bitcoin dashboard. He clicked on there. He said, I only discovered it because someone zapped at 50,000 sats. They clearly got value out of this. I commented back and tagged you and Artur and Kian and a few other friends. Um, value rank is working. The idea that like zaps are surfacing better information quality, which is this idea of how to describe Google, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And you and Ryan both zap me back. You zap back value rank with this like little like Gen Z symbol thing, which <laughs> I like. like the chef's kiss. <laughs> Ryan zapped me back of brain, which was like very like gratifying to be like to, yeah. for someone you respect to like, yeah. and, and I don't know. I've never felt that way with a comment before. Right. It yeah. just, it felt exciting. Like, and then the cool thing is because my knit 57 wallet on Domus right now is um, tied to Albi. Um, mm-hmm. I can go to my Albi extension and look at incoming and I just get this this stream of comments and zaps and it's so fucking cool. Yep. And do the comments show up in Albi as oh, yeah. like whatever I think it's a description within a lightning payment? Is yeah. that what is that what's being used to to proxy that so that Albi can read it and then present it to you? That's right. And so I think of all of the wallets out there, Albi probably is the best interface for this right now. Mm-hmm. They also have I don't know if it's integrated yet, but they have this whole thing called um I'll have to remember the name. It's like, uh, I'll have to go back and find, but it's essentially an analytics dashboard uh-huh. where they built it pre Noster for value for value podcasters that were receiving yep. tips with their, with their podcast. And basically you can just log in with your Albi account. And if you're using their API, it just, it's a nice way. It shows you when all of your tips were received or your payments were received, right. all the comments. And so you can do it. What I look at right now is in the browser extension, but you can also go to whatever that site is, which we can find and I'll share it next time. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's like your own little personal analytics page. It's cool. Right. And so when I get these things with a, with a note on it, I feel like I want to reply mm-hmm. and thank, but then I kind of can't, right? So in a sense, a yeah. zap is a little bit of a dead end. So mm-hmm. should a zap, I mean, if a zap is going to contain a message, yeah. should you be able to reply to a zap? And then is it really that different than a note or like how, it feels like there's a lot of UX to explore there. Because I, I wouldn't want to see all of the zaps as notes in a core feed hmm. but i do feel like like if if i say something and i i think i i tweeted about i think this this program that we were recording yeah and i tagged you and i think you zapped me on that yeah fuck it and <laughs> i'd like to be able to reply and you know give you a bow emoji or thank you or something and yeah. and right now i'm i feel like it's a little bit the way the ui works it's a little bit of like a dead end i mean it's thank you but also like i want to i want to thank you back right whether it's a zap back or a a message back you know message of thanks um, you know, like, like, you know, when, when some of these big zap bombs come, maybe you'd want to be like, Hey, great. I'm going to pass it on. And you're yeah. gonna, you know, kind of appreciate and share what your intention is. Totally. And well, I mean, you're sparking so many ideas for me right there. The first thing I would say is, um, maybe everything gets generalized as a note. Like why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would, and maybe in the future, every note, has to have some payment with like, like maybe just simple resistance, like a single stitch. I don't know if that's a good idea or bad. I haven't really thought about that, but Mm -hmm. I do think that as a general principle, when I see a note that comes attached to a Satoshi payment, I give it a lot more weight. Mm -hmm. And so 
threads that are attached to Satoshi's. Like, I don't see like why I shouldn't be able to respond back to you and also like bow or like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know how, how that's going to surface. I don't know how like the core developers will think about if that's generalizable to everything being a note. I don't know. Right. It seems like the kind of thing which works It's one of the, th- this idea that we're struggling with is kind of a demonstration of why infinite openness of like, let a lot of people bang on a lot of different attempts at it. And we'll say, Oh, this one kind of makes more sense. Can we adopt this and get it out to everybody? Or I like kind of what they're doing over here, but I wish it were a little bit more like this one. And so we start to play with these and kind of remix them and try out everything. And then once an innovation is like, Oh, that's actually a great way to do it. And it just gets adopted by everybody. So hundred percent. I think what's very clear to me at this point is zaps have product market fit. Yeah. People love it. Mm-hmm. They love it. Um, people are the people that are want to help the network spread like you who've been doing payments for a long time, Jack, that dude's on there just dropping. Like I saw him, he, he tipped you like, or zapped you 50 K Stoshi. I mean, just, and imagine you're a new user coming on there. You don't know what Bitcoin lightning are. Some of these people you talked about, you know, Silicon Valley friends or whatever, or people, some, imagine some kid in Africa, you know, in Nigeria signs up. Oh yeah. What is this thing? I just got zapped 50,000. That's like $10. Yeah. That's or some kid in El Salvador, like, holy shit, that's like, that's real money. Yeah. And as the network grows and as the distribution of these things grow, I mean, you can imagine algorithms that figure those things out and yeah. help them surface f- for people who want to see, you know, maybe there's somebody who's in El Salvador who makes jazz music and you want to yeah. just follow that as a concept. And so if there's one that's getting some momentum, you want to be able to see that and also contribute, you know, consume it, contribute and participate. And it just unlocks so much new. I mean, there's just like infinite innovation ahead here. Totally. And, and I mean, a couple other things that just popped to mind. One, you know, I'm starting to see a bunch of these bots that you can just, I guess, contribute to, and they just zap people. I don't know if it's at random or they have some yeah. algorithm. Like I could imagine like, it'd be cool just to be like, okay, I want to take, you know, whatever, a million sats or something. Yeah. Donate it to a bot or a fund that's going to specifically zap people from emerging markets coming on board. Yep. That sounds really cool. Yep. Yep. Just like every, like, you know, I mean, how do you do that? And kind of like, do you, have you seen Bitcoin bull? I've heard about, he you does this stuff. Him. He's, he does this. He, I don't know. I haven't uh, seen him around in a few days at least, but he was kind of welcome wagon where somebody comes in and he like coaches them through how to do it. Or if they get an invoice issued, then he'll like pay them a little bit, you know? So he, and he has like almost more donations coming to him to try to disperse. Cause I think a lot of people have the energy and appetite to onboard and welcome new users, but totally. You also don't want to do things fully automated where yeah, just like, you know, feels... people, well, people would end up, you know, probably creating like, you know, bots that just harvest all of the goodwill out of the thing. And you want it to be real people or have some sort of indication that it's real people, some minor proof of work, let's say. You know, what would be super cool is imagine you go to a community, even better if a community that already has Bitcoin merchants. Yeah. So that could be Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador. It could be Bitcoin Island in the Philippines as two examples, or the, there's one in South Africa as well. And imagine you could just find like one or two local people you trust yep. and you just say, Hey, here's a million sats. We want you to just sign up anyone, you know, mm-hmm. on Noster, yep. help them follow people and zap them. Yep. And that's it. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> if, if there are people out there a that want to make this happen, maybe we yeah. can do that. Exactly. <laughs> ambassadors. Yeah. It's kind of like Bitcoin ambassadors, Noster ambassadors, lightning ambassadors. I love that. And actually, now that you're talking about that, I don't know if you know this, but at um, 
you know, the company where I joined is the the first hire, Bright, which is the solar company in Mexico. So where I lived down there, I spent years actually. All we did was build ambassador programs to sell solar in Mexico. Hmm. And then briefly, we experimented with doing something very similar, but this was pre lightning, so it was kind of tr- tricky. But with um, with Bitso in Mexico for for Bitcoin as well. Uh-huh. And we actually, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but back in the day, we gave a whole bunch of like sort of lectures about Bitcoin, why it was important. And we got um, Bitso and uh, Give Crypto, which is Coinbase's nonprofit, mm-hmm. which I know has some <laughs> some interesting ramifications. But um, yeah, back in those days, I think we gave away a full Bitcoin. It was only at four thousand dollars back then. Um, but you know, in order to give it away, people had to come and learn. And then there's like yep. a matching program where if they put in a little bit, we put in a little bit more, so mm-hmm. they had some skin in the game too. And um, you know, it was a really cool way to like start building. You know, and then it was often like university students that would bring their parents, then the right. family gets on board. There's a lot of cool stuff that could be done here. Maybe I'll I'll scratch my head more about a, a Bitcoin ambassador. I think that sounds super fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. And I mean there's both the in person ambassador as well as on Noster totally. ambassador, right? So there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um and I you know, I think it's just like let's open it up. Creativity. Let totally. it go. I love it. So we um Oh also one last thing I want yeah. to put on there is there's a feature on Stacker News, which I really like. I don't know if Noster if Domus or anyone has implemented this yet, but the ability to forward tips or forward oh, yeah. sats. Yeah. Have you seen that? I, I on Stacker News I've seen it. I don't know that it's on Domus or anywhere in the Nostra ecosystem yet, but yeah, I think it's a great That would be a really cool feature too. Yeah. So I, I actually wanted to do this the other day actually uh on Nostra I wanted to be able to like if I post about a news show that we're doing together and tag you, I'd like to be able to sort of oh, yeah, split the tips, right? Yeah. Kind of like fountain touches on this a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, stacker news does the forwarding tips, but that like, how should these tip concepts work in this environment? I think is, uh, is really, you know, exciting, um, in un you know, uncharted territory. So it's a lot of experimentation. Um, the other thing is I, I'm curious about how the, you know, I think tips are, you know, just a great mechanism to play. And I think that's what we should be doing today. We yeah. should just be playing and having fun and trying things out. I think once you get like super serious and super use case oriented, it kind of loses the fun and the energy and people, totally. you know, I think people will have a different sensibility when it comes to that. But I would, you know, I do think that it's a, a, a an escalation of the core tip concept. Like I think tips and even somebody, did you, did you see, I, I had, Mentioned the word tips, and I, I saw think that. One on my, did you mention that, or somebody no, else mentioned it? Someone else mentioned okay. you not to call it. <laughs> Somebody's like, "Don't call it a tip because that like cheapens it, and call it value for value." And and I, uh, you know, I I can recognize that a the tip concept may feel cheap to some people. Mm. I think it's fine for play, but I also think that there's like some sort of maybe content unlocking that mm. could be done. Maybe not today, but I wonder what are those UIs and UXs look like mm-hmm. because the tipping UX today, you know, we've talked about how it's fraught with a few, <laughs> a few hangups and, you know, like choose the amount and open the other wallet and blah, blah. Like there's some problems. And I think there are, you know, there's lots of improvements that can be made and I, I don't know all of them. Um, but, but imagine like a future where we actually can create our own content and maybe a lot of it is free, but then maybe some of it is paywall behind a, you know, a five Satoshi donation or contribution. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's ways around it, but like, what does that, what does that world look like? Does that happen at the client layers? Are there like media servers that serve those things with like tip gated or kind of donation or paywall gated content, but it's not like the New York times sign up for a monthly subscription. <laughs> you know, that, that model is not, I mean, it's 
old and it's I don't think it's going to change a lot. I don't think you're going to just convince, you know, all these mainstream media publications to come on and start accepting it. I think it starts ground up and I think it's like grassroots. You know, there's people who aren't doing it today who then become creators in this way. And these new tools actually help these new use cases and new types of creation emerge. Totally. I, I think, so I do think that, you know, quote unquote tipping or busking as GG calls, I, <laughs> I think it can be a pretty big industry on its own, but I agree with you. There will be brand new models. Um, I think we mentioned this in a podcast a couple of episodes ago. Uh, and I actually think it was with a con- in a conversation with Gigi that I, I was thinking about this for the first time. I think one way this could work so information wants to be free and maybe you can pay wallet for a dollar or whatever and assume if you really care enough, you can shout just out to Kevin it. Kelly, shout out to Kevin Kelly, baby, <laughs> Kevin Kelly. Exactly. His thousand true fan thesis, by the way, was like kind of true in a fiat world, but in a global micropayments world, it's about to be super true. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read that essay, a thousand true fans, incredibly prescient. Uh, I think it was just missing Bitcoin lighting. In fact, a dream for me would be if we could get Kevin Kelly on here. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll and hear what he says. Yeah. Anyways. Um, totally one of my heroes. Um, but what I think is interesting with information, it wants to be free. It will be free, but you can have a delay. Like the, the time to get that information yeah. can still be protected a little bit. And so what I could see happening is if you're a content creator, you know, and I remember a couple of weeks ago, Lynn Alden dropped an article on Noster a day before she did on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so what I could see happening is maybe you have, you know, two sets of relays, you have your general relays, and then you have a paywalled, you know, monthly subscription or pay per read private relay, and you publish the article first. Maybe let's say you have, you know, like her, she has some public articles, some private articles. Maybe you publish the public articles everywhere, and the private articles you post first to your private relay that's uh, paywalled. And then a day later, you just assume or you like release it to everyone else or you assume it's going to get sucked up or whatever. Yeah, totally. So I think you're, you're really touching on this idea is this Ooh. the one you're talking about better than free no i was talking about a thousand true fans so, I was talking about this one, but that one's right. great too this have you read this one I, a long time so, ago so this this touches on a lot of those themes so this is better than free by kevin kelly at the technium kk.org um i i love this idea because it touches on a lot of the theme i mean he wrote this i think 2008 or something it's you know a long time ago this guy's always out of the curve but um but it talks about how the internet is a copy machine mm-hmm. and so everything is basically free and any information would be free. And so in a world where information is free, what kinds of things are not free? And so he says, when copies are free, you need to sell things which cannot be copied. Mm. And so he has eight generatives that are better than free. Oh, that's amazing. So immediacy is the one you're talking about from the Lynn Alden, right? Yeah. It's like, if you can get it right now versus a day later or a week later, um, that's immediacy. Personalization. Yeah. So he says, a generic version of a concert recording may be free, but if you want a copy that has been tweaked to sound perfect in your particular living room. Oh, my God. Right? Um, interpretation. So as the old joke goes, software, free. The manual, $10,000. I love it. Right? So like, <laughs> different, like different ways to sort of serve, educate, assist in that. Um, authenticity. Um, and he talks about you might be able to grab a key software application for free. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but even if you don't need a manual, you might like to be sure... It is bug-free, reliable, and warranted. So it's a little bit touches on some of the themes that people are excited about around NFTs, some yep. sort of digital scarcity or authenticity. Um, he talks about accessibility, embodiment, patronage, and findability. So all of these are things that I, you know, I think are are worthy of consideration because he wrote that I, I think 2008. So I think is pre-digital scarcity invention, and now that we have digital scarcity. 
and now we have communication network where content is flowing. Oh my god! I think it's it's worth revisiting each of the Kevin Kelly points, and you know, thinking about how he, he's making mostly content oriented ideas. Totally. But in a world, he was writing that in a world where we hadn't yet invented digital scarcity, and now we have it. I, I mean, I think. You know, I know I went on a little love fest with him last week, but like <laughs> the dude, I mean, he's highly rated, but it's still so underrated. Like everything he's written is yeah. like modern. Like I go back, I'm still rereading yeah. Out of Control right now, which I go back and reread. That was published in the mid nineties, yep. maybe. And it still reads like it was something written today. And it, it touches on a lot of these big topics around coevolution. And the, yep. the guy just sees so many steps ahead. But anyways, I a hundred percent agree with you. And actually I'm, I'm going to go back and reread this article, but if I could also show. Okay, wait, let me, let oh, me pull it up on screen so we can see it. Okay. So we're going to pull here and you wanted to look at which one? The other, this is the other one that I highly recommend everyone read. Um, this basically the concept was if you can get a thousand fans that buy whatever it is you produce, if you're an artist, let's say a musician and they buy every single concert ticket, every album that you drop, you're good. Mm -hmm. You could, let's say on average, you can get about a thousand dollars a year from them or, you know, yep. uh, I guess a hundred dollars a year from them. Um, then you can get to a hundred thousand dollars. Like yep. how can you get to like a good livable income? Not like a yep. barely survive wage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, that kind of worked for some people in the internet age, kind of. Right. But without Bitcoin and Lightning, you had a very limited group of people that could donate to you or could buy your stuff. Yep. The kinds of models you could play with were a lot more limited. So I think his thousand true fans thing is about to be a thousand times more true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. And I, if, if I recall, I haven't reread that in probably a decade, but my recollection of it was that um, it's kind of thinks about a, a touring musician. Mm -hmm who might be selling a bunch merch. of merch at a concert. And so it has this like rooting in the physical world. Mm -hmm. And that rooting is very natural and normal for those models that existed, you know, kind of in a and mostly pre, mostly pre Spotify, definitely pre Bitcoin era. If I recall correctly, I want to, now I want to find out what the date is. <laughs> um, but he's talking about long tail, which is, yes, <clears throat> which is kind of cool. Yeah. This was March 4th, 2008. Damn. Um, but the thousand true fans idea maybe should be revisited now that we have like content online and payments are basically free up between parties, which was not the case. He was like writing this without the assumption that you can do instant global payments. And now we have a communication network that can integrate instant global payments. Like what is the right answer that maybe you don't even need? You need a bunch of true fans, but maybe it's like a, maybe it's got like all kinds of different contours. I don't know. Like, I could imagine maybe maybe having a thousand true fans, but maybe having like you know ten thousand people who've seen one thing, or let's say a million people who've seen one thing that you've made, and they each say that's cool enough. I'm going to give you a dollar for it. Yeah. And now you're like you're totally changing lives, even of a you know U.S. based person that can like be meaningful to change somebody's life situation their you know future creative work and output um and it can be just from like one magic moment of a hit that you create that really resonates with people 100 percent. and i'm excited now i mean especially now to see you obviously creating all this incredible content but getting on the vibe value podcast and stuff like yeah. maybe you'll be able to prove this <laughs> well yeah i don't know that my stuff is going to be as mass market as uh you know dude you're, you're blowing up man like you, 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 i saw that you thanked the academy last week at 420 <laughs> subscribers <laughs> 
That's right. Why not? Why not? If Nostra goes mainstream, I see it. <laughs> well, we'll we'll have fun playing on Nostra for now. Uh, that that'll be good enough. <laughs> it's good enough for me. Stat time. All right, let's let's hit the stats. Cool. So, first up, we'll pop over to Nostra Band, and we're about halfway down the page or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are total zaps. You want to talk about kind of what's going on here? What are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. I think the blue is just zaps, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so we can pop off all these ones, and we'll just look. We're just looking at total total zaps numbers, and so that's yeah. eighty five thousand one away, and that's total overtime, right? So this is summing up. Um, but but just look in the last two days, like two days ago, where were we at? Yeah. So two days ago at sixty two thousand, we added another seventy, almost seventy. We're at 75,000, so from 63 to 75, call it, so 12? Yeah, or like, look, in two days, let's say by the end of the day, I'll probably get to at least 90. In two days, you grew 50%? Yep. And then 75 to 85, and we're in a partial day? Yeah. So almost certainly we're going to exceed that? Exactly. Um, So zaps are working. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have the daily zaps. This is kind of, you can see... The sort of per day, yes. Yeah. So these are the, this is the twelve thousand. We're at about ten thousand today. Uh, you know, numbers are obviously all up. They're you know small on a global scale, but it's like really, it's really happening. Totally. Um, and so all these dreams and ambitions of what <laughs> this can serve are uh, you know just around the corner. Coming to fruition. Yeah. Um, daily zap amounts. Was there something else in here that we wanted to? to yeah, I, I also thought it was just interesting to look at the zap amount. Yeah, maybe go back up. To zap amount. I'm just curious. Zap amounts, yep. Yeah, I don't know. Does he have... Yeah, I actually think it'd be interesting to see the average zap amount and then the max as well. So do maybe one by one. Okay, so we're looking at first the average zap amount. Yeah, so I think this is interesting because like obviously number of zaps is going up. I think the average is going down a little bit, which probably makes sense as more people are Yeah, more people are coming on and playing around with it. But then I also want to take a look at just the max zap because I think that matters too. So the max zap amount. So what is the biggest... (laughs) Someone's been a three million... Zap. <laughs> and I think this is an important point. And you can see in the last couple of days, it's probably been a million. Yeah. Every, someone's sending like a million. Yep. Yep. Uh, sat, zap every day at least. Yep. And I think that's important because this is a point that Adam Curry made on a podcast with um, with Oscar Mary, founder of Fountain, some other guys mm-hmm. talking about um, value for value. Is like, you know, we, we were just talking about how you shouldn't call these things tips. Right. And his point was like, look, if someone tips you 3 million sats, it's yep. not, that's not a tip. That's like that's a that's a real amount of money. I don't know what would that be like, um, six hundred dollars or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> that's that's not a tip, right? Right. Um, and some people, you know, I've heard of, and we haven't seen it yet, but you will eventually see one Bitcoin. Yeah. Why haven't we seen that yet? I think. Well, I think there's a bunch of reasons. For one thing, I mean, one, even even in the wash zapping example, like nobody's done that yet. Not that I've seen. Should we be the first? Maybe we should. <laughs> Actually, that that would be interesting, like little footnote in the history book. I, I think there's a couple of issues. One, sending one Bitcoin on the Lightning Network. I actually have never sent that much right. ever, and I think some channels could certainly handle it. But um, you know, that's like what twenty something k. I've heard from one of my portfolio companies that they've had issues, you know, doing six figures hmm. in Lightning channels. Like the, the capacity is just not there yet. So what would happen if if you if let's say I loaded up a lightning wallet with 
you know, a hundred thousand sets. We can try. Well, it wouldn't be a hundred thousand. Sorry. hundred million. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. hundred yeah. million sets. And then I try to send it to you. Would, would I get like an error in the interface or what? How does that work? Well, it depends on your channel connections. Like there are channels that could certainly do it, but you have to make sure that you're connected to those. So like, you know, if you're connected to DZ, they could probably handle that kind of volume. Um, but like, think of it like this. Um, it 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 matters not only their centrality and the size of their channels, but like the volume and the weighting that's happening in real time. Like Wallet of Satoshi, you know they have pretty fat channels. I think they're the number one um, Lightning Labs ranked node. DZ's number two right now, mm. um, but they also have so many connections and there's so much flow. Like I know they were breaking a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. I actually don't know. Like if they could do a one Bitcoin zap yet or not. Probably probably some of those channels can, but if you try to do like a five Bitcoins app or a 10 Bitcoins app, probably not. And um, please correct me if, if I'm wrong. I mean, if, if someone's seen this and tested it, great. So so I think in general, when you see someone seeing that big of a payment still happening on chain today, mm-hmm. as the Lightning Network continues, the channel size continue to increase, um, I think you'll start to see that more on Lightning. Today, you know, it probably still makes more sense to send that on chain, especially if fees are pretty low. Mm-hmm. Like it might still be cheaper to do that on chain. I don't know if someone's in the analysis yet, like when it becomes cheaper to do a one Bitcoin payment mm. on chain versus lightning. Right. So to do it today, you're probably doing it. Even if you are getting savings, it's probably not that much. And so if you're doing it, it's probably just to be like, can I do it? Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I was proposing. Like, can you do it? I'm curious. Can it be done? Let's see. <laughs> maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can wash Zap a bit. Orchestrate a little wash zapping. Yeah. Um, the other thing I, I proposed yesterday that we should have a name for this moment when, you know, if you take 21 million Bitcoin and 100 million Satoshi's per Bitcoin, you multiply that, you get two. What e to the fifteenth? I think. Um, <laughs> and so at some point that whole like value of the entire Bitcoin network will have turned over in a mechanism like this, mm-hmm. right? Like, so what, what should that day be called? Ooh. <laughs> we should, it should be like a milestone that we celebrate, right? I like, that. I mean, it's, it's a long ways off. I don't think it's happening like in the next week or two. Maybe that's the real zapping. <laughs> well, well, actually just like a random total aside. I don't know if you've thought about this or if you have an opinion, um, 21 million Bitcoin in existence, call it, I don't know, four or five million of those are probably dead forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe three million. I don't know. Three to five million are probably gone forever. What percent, let's just call 17 to 18. Let's say there's 18 to be um, conservative, at least a million sats left. What percent? Bitcoin. Bitcoin yeah. yeah. It's not sats. Thank you. Um, what percentage of that ends up in the lighting network? And when you say ends up, meaning like... Let's is, say, I'll be very specific. In 10 years from now, I'd be curious, 10 years and 100 years. 10 years and 100 years, how much of that Bitcoin is actively held in lightning channels uh-huh. versus in cold storage? Hmm. Yeah, I guess, I guess you know, there's a lot of questions around... I mean, yeah, it starts to make me wonder, like, how much is store value use case? How much is kind of the daily payments use case and sort of how does that evolve? But I guess it's going to, it's going to shift a lot over time mm-hmm. as more payment use cases emerge and as more of the store of value feature of the, you know, of the world's assets and wealth and value kind of move into the store of value of Bitcoin. So probably like there's so many kind of 
headwinds and tailwinds to each of those exactly that it's kind of a little bit of a <laughs> it's a nice thought experiment i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i have a much of a prediction on that <laughs> i'll just randomly throw out 10 percent oh. and 50 percent. like 10 percent initially in 10 years and maybe it's more than that um just for payments and then obviously so saying 10 percent would be in lightning channels 10 percent of the bitcoin network at any given time is yeah. in a lightning channel yeah and then i could see maybe in 100 years maybe it's i'm Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just like thinking about this live, but maybe it's like 50% or it's like so much higher as more, you know, as sats get redistributed. Um, because another way of thinking about it is, um, and again, there's help to help. I can make arguments either way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the way I think about with Bitcoin is that part of the magic of Bitcoin, why it's a better economic system is obviously you can't just print new Bitcoin if you're close to the money printer. Right. Now, some critics will come back and say, sure. But the distribution of Bitcoin is such that there are a couple of whales that hold the vast majority. And that's probably true. I mean, I'm sure that's there's like, you know, studies that, that yeah. have um, data analysis that have shown that. But those people over generations, I mean, they'll, they'll take good care of it, but they'll die. And then typically by the third generation of wealth, you know, a lot of times you forget what it took to make the wealth <laughs> and you're irresponsible. So I, I do think sats get redistributed to more people over time. Right. Um, even if you do a good job protecting it, you don't know if your grandkids are going to be responsible or prudent, like it's hard to know that stuff. And so I could see a world where maybe sats get more distributed to more and more people globally as, yep. as many generations go on. Right. Now you could also push back and be like, well, there's gonna be more foundations that just gobble it up and it's not going to be individuals. And those foundations are institutions like Harvard or Yale right. and Stanford. And, right. So I, I don't know. I could go back and forth, but I, I do think my initial hunch is that over time more will go in lightning. Right. Yep. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. But this is a Noster show. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and, at, and and as Noster takes off and people start yeah. using lightning more, like that also I think is very bullish on the case of putting Bitcoin in there. And again, we'll talk more about this with with the Breeze LSP thing. But like, it's always been the case that as you have like. Okay, here's why I feel stronger in that conviction. Mm -hmm. As Noster takes off, I'm increasingly convicted that Noster is why Lightning goes mainstream for all kinds of reasons, mm -hmm. for, for tipping or zapping, for paying for the scarce resources, for the marketplaces, for all of that stuff. Yep. And then as that increases Lightning usage because of Noster, then the nodes, the big routing nodes earn more fees. The mm -hmm. more money is slushing back and forth in the money tubes. Yep. The more they earn fees, it, it's, a, it's a feedback loop. Because the more they earn fees, the more – basically the higher APY you get for parking your money in a node. Mm -hmm. And so the more demand there is for payments and real economic usage, the higher the APY goes. The higher the APY goes, eventually you will get your Bitcoin in cold storage and go, I get it. It's safe here. But if I put it in that node, I'm getting 2% a year. And now it's 3%. Maybe that's not enough. But at 4%, okay, now I'm starting right. to think that's real. Right. So it, it's – that's – that's the natural yeah. you know, real rate of return on capital. That's like all the crap we do, like made up with the Fed today. Yeah. That will happen like based on user demand. If demand goes down, APY goes down, more Bitcoin goes cold storage. If demand goes up, APY goes up, more Bitcoin comes in the nodes. Yep. Yep. So it's kind of a, it'll open it up to a, a market force, but yes. it won't be a, it won't be somebody's decision about how kind of those rates work. Those rates will be just more defined by the market. They'll be defined by user demand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. The future of interest rates, baby. <laughs> Real interest rates, not this crap. <laughs> this crap that doesn't it like exclude real estate yeah. or healthcare, all kinds Such of stuff. Such a joke. <laughs> um, so where were we were looking at? <laughs> Sorry, uh, some, no, totally went on topic there. <laughs> we're looking at some some stats here on the the Noster.band. 
Do you want to pop over here to the zapped um, the zapped tab here? So we have. I'm gonna actually refresh it and probably turn up something new. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so we've got uh, find new people. This is these are people who are receiving zaps. These are so this is like a post from Tadam Turnup that got a, a GN. I guess it was a link to some JPEG, and it got two million zaps. What was it a link to? <laughs> Let's see if we can do this. It says, bro, Jack and Will got you. <laughs> Jack, invalid address. Oh, so maybe <laughs> maybe what? he had maybe he had put a, maybe he had an invalid lightning address and and Jack was trying to tip him or something. Oh, and then they just like zapped the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. Here's one from Jack that got he said eighty two one million sat lightning left to go. That one got one point two million. <laughs> this is him just like tipping Jack, by the way, if anyone's missed this, has just been like dropping sat bombs. Yeah. It's like any anything interesting going on and he's he's just like ripping <laughs> ripping through I love it. The zaps. It's making me want to step up my game. I know, right? And, and by the way, if anyone's curious, like this is all ranked by like the number of Satoshis tipped each note. Right, so this is using the Arthur's trust rank algorithm paired with... Well, you know, we should ask, and Arthur, if you're listening to this, maybe you can clarify. I don't know if this site or this specific tab is pure sats. I think this one might be pure sats. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if he's implemented trust rank yet, which would also include who the zaps are coming from as a weight. Got it. But it's got some sort of decay function around time, I assume? I would assume, but yeah, I don't know that either. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So <laughs> we don't know much about it, but it looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. We know that things are getting zapped a lot. Or things are getting high. zapped. And I think this is another take. So zaplife.lol is another take on some similar concepts that we were just looking at, but um, obviously a bit different too. So there's one and a half million-ish sats zapped in the last four hours. Wow. And re- actually, this is updating real time. So you're just seeing these things pop in. I'm not even refreshing the <laughs> the page. I think it's just... Uh, coming in these are zaps we can look at the nostriches and we can see the top zapped uh nostriches so jb55 is the user who has received the most zaps and he got 155,000 sats is that in the last four hours yeah i guess wow and then the top Damn, zapper that's like, yeah that's like real starting to get real so so we know jb55 is satsy a well-known nostrich she i don't know her personally but i think she's like a well-known bitcoin dev who's probably known nostrich got it Nice. Yeah, so these are people are putting up Let's real go Jack. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Odell, Vitor Pamplona. Yeah. I made a little Amethyst video about uh, his amethyst cuz cuz people are always asking like how do you do like you're talking about Damas but when Damas Android and I so I went out and did some research made a video so Vitor made uh, amethyst, right? Yeah. And have you used it yet? I have not. I haven't. I need to get an Android device so I can play with it. Have you uh, done a video with him? No, no. No, well I saw he sure. just showed up on Kevin Rook's podcast, right? Oh, amazing. Like yesterday or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, but I, I haven't listened to the episode yet. Need to need to get that one. But yeah, we should also get him get him here. I'm sure there's lots By to By the way, about. shout out. Deke did a podcast with Kevin Rook. That was really good if y'all haven't listened. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I I uh now that I'm I'm we're talking about Kevin Kelly though I'm like I feel like I botched the uh the book question. Oh yeah. It was like lightning lightning round. He's like, "What's your favorite book?" and I was like, "Uh uh, to be fair, sovereign individual is really good. It's it's good, but it's it felt so it feels so trite yeah. to talk about that in this crowd. But I was just like, ah, this is what these this is what this is what makes sense in this context. But the Kevin Kelly stuff is just like 
timeless and and actually touches on some of those same like future like the thing about sovereign individual i think is amazing how prescient it was written i want to say was it it was like late 90s late yeah late 90s i think that sounds right and you know sort of predicted bitcoin you know a decade ahead and i feel like that's kind of like these kevin kelly blog posts and many of which turned into into books in their own right um you know, are also kind of you know ten years ahead at least, and, and but, <laughs> but it's not 15, just that. 20, like yeah. his books, like I'm telling you, I actually got for a lot of my um, founders this year um, his book Out of Control. Mm-hmm. That was that was before Sovereign Individual, like mid '90s, early '90s. Even mm-hmm. I think it was mid '90s, and it reads like it was written yesterday. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I, I am curious, just as one, one random other aside. Yeah, I know this is Noster show, whatever, but you know. <laughs> how much of the sovereign individual stuff do you think comes true? And, and what I mean by that is like a lot of things are happening right now for us. We have digital e-money yep. that's like completely non-sovereign. Um, you're starting to see some people reform where they live. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of Bitcoiners down in Costa Rica now, yep. El Salvador, that's happening a little bit. That's probably going to continue. Um, how much, but, but obviously like you and I are still here in California. Yeah. Um, how much, do you think their vision, like everyone just goes off and does their own thing and rebuilds societies or like the Bology vision, even which uh, is not necessarily sovereign individual, but we're going to build a new nation state together versus, I don't know, something else. Yeah. I mean, I, with technology, I like the perspective of always saying like, you know, everything works eventually. Yeah. And, you know, all of these ideas, you, you sort of look at any science fiction and, you know, the themes that they touch on about like what might be done someday, I think will all end up in the fullness of time end up happening, you know, to some extent and, you know, some flavor of it. Um, actually reminds me of, have you read Hail Mary? No, but I love the name. That's the, it's the one by the guy, um, the guy wrote the Martian, you know, the Martian. No. Oh, I, I've heard of this. They, yeah, they made a movie out of it. I didn't see it, but I I did see it. I didn't read it though. It, it, it's kind of a cool, you know, kind of futurist idea, but I think the guy was like a software engineer and then he started like, writing up little bits and pieces of this book. And I think it kind of took off on Reddit. And then like, I think my understanding, and I I don't have the whole history on this, but my understanding is like within a subreddit, he kind of like designed the idea and fact checked the science behind all of the ideas in the Martian. Cool. Um, And, and then he did a a follow-up called Hail Mary, which is about this astrophage kind of almost like a pandemic that takes over the earth and he has to fly away and kind of, you know, save humanity. Um, but anyway, all of that is to say a little bit of tangent, but all of that is to say, I think like all of these ideas, you know, come to pass in some form. So I don't think anything's like just totally impossible, but it's really just a question of timing. Mm. And so what, what aspects of sovereign individual are going to happen like now or now ish mm-hmm. or soon that they're like going to be close enough in our lifetimes that, um, that they're sort of worth our time to, you know, try to prosecute and, and digest. Um, I think living in other places, you know, I think like, like COVID, I think was a major accelerant to that, that yeah. idea because it, it was a, enough of a cultural catalyst to make it, you know, acceptable for remote work for, you know, kind of information work, which mm-hmm. then sets trends for a lot of others. So I think we're starting to see that. We haven't really seen how like new nation states get formed or new cities get formed that turn into you know, their own kind of sovereign locations in a way. And uh, and I think, I mean, whenever thinking about these future things, I think it's really easy to get the headlines right. Right. And then 
and then it's hard to get the like, well, what happens when things don't go according to plan? Right. Right. And and how do you like all of these ideas should be tested against like what can go wrong? Just you know, not not from a pessimistic standpoint, but just so that you can make sure that you're building the systems and the rails and the principles that could flourish. Yeah. Right. And that you know you're sort of going into it with eyes wide open instead of having these like unintended side effect consequences that uh oh if we'd only thought about that (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh if we'd only thought that these bored apes might not (laughs) you you mean to tell me like something where the database is going like this in size may not scale distributed really (laughs) but um enough enough on uh (laughs) on that tangent um I think you wanted to look at the lightning tip bot, right? Oh yeah, this was from going on here. Yeah, from from Cali or the other day, someone was talking about living in Colombia and potentially call him Calle, which is what I always thought it was too. Mm -hmm. Uh, His his bot, Ellen Tip Bot, it basically just shows you know once Zaps got introduced there, the number of payments has just increased dramatically, and so the new all time high was yesterday. It'll probably be a new one today, I would imagine, but. This was just nice because it was one wallet uh, sharing their data, but I'm sure this is true for Wallet of Satoshi, probably Moon, Breeze, all of them, I would imagine. Yeah, I saw, um, I think Kevin Rook shared a, did you see his diagram? He shared a diagram that Which showed. One? He shares a lot <laughs> he of he diagrams. Lot of, <laughs> he shared one about Wallet of Satoshi, and I think he said, you know, January, February of just like, you know, totally dominated the, you know, any of the business they'd done the, you know, the last year or two Love before it. or something. <laughs> Um, so, and, and I will say also, I mean, a couple of my other report goes, what's interesting, I really feel like, you know, with Noster, with ordinals and with just like traditional lightning payments, like another one sent me their update today and like, you know, grew almost 80% month over month without Noster. Mm-hmm. So I really, this was just for lightning payments. I really feel like with all of this, it's like a perfect storm. Yeah. The next quarter is going to be wild. Yep. Yep. The quarters that come will all surprise us again and again. <laughs> Each one will be like, and we've been, we've been saying this for years and now it's happening. So, yeah. Um, all right. Next up, I want to talk the Fiat Joff Noster Fund. So he published this 27th. That was two days ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of a report on how Jack's money is being spent. <laughs> I, love <that>. <laughs> <laughs> I love how just direct he is. <laughs> he had a Google doc about it, but it talks about, some of the ways, you know, they've sort of been thinking about there's this donation that Jack made of 14 Bitcoin. I think it was mid-December, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And then um, and he started talking about how they've decided to use it and how they're thinking about that. And I think, you know, some of the writing that he's done in notes, um, you know, I think talk about how this is meant to not necessarily, you know, it's not meant to compensate people for all of their effort. It's more meant to, like, try to give some guidance toward things that, you know, they have observed may be useful and maybe it would help you decide to spend your time on this instead of, you know, a roller coaster video game, I think he said. <laughs> Although I remember he put in there, there are other pros to building a roller coaster right, video right, game. Okay. Yeah, you saw that one too then. <laughs> um, so some things for inspiration. So, you know, I think one of the things that were, you know, probably probably everybody around this I think a lot of people are saying, oh, Nostra is for building Twitter clones. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's good at that. And that's a great first use case because it's a water cooler for us to gather around. But then what else? Yeah. And you know, some of the things some of the things we've talked about are like, how does search and information retrieval change? Um, you know, I think there's the idea of like um, the, wa- the um, what's it called? The wallet scrutiny, mm-hmm. you know, kind of how does commenting system on a blog or other product change? I think those are all still kind of, 
similar in nature to kind of like social-ish types of things. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's, I think there's GitHub built on, you know, a GitHub built as a Noster experience, I think is a, an interesting one. So um, Fiatchaf was proposing a few things that he was suggesting. He's calling these micro apps. So these are Noster apps that do one thing and do it well. Mm-hmm. And so I think this this idea of, um, I think a few of these are, are interesting because instead of thinking of it as like, hey, I'm going to build a whole Twitter clone, there's actually a lot of value to say, an app for just publishing things and reading replies. Like it just does that. It doesn't have all of the other features for discovering and managing your profile. And like, it just more like a reading app, right? You can, you can publish notes and you can read replies, but that's it. It doesn't do everything else. And maybe the world, maybe in the future I have six or 12, or maybe my whole phone is just Nostra clients, but they each do a specific thing, right? Yeah. And so what else? How about an app just for managing your contacts? You think about like iOS, right? There's an app for managing your contacts. Like so the feature, in a sense, think of Nostra more like the OS layer. It's oh, like I love that. An OS for all these things. And then the the app for managing your contacts, like in Apple, we have a contact management app. Now it's different. It's phone numbers and it's email address and all that. But maybe there should be an app just for managing contacts and it can help you organize all the people you know. It can help you maybe find new connections. Like So maybe some of the discovery stuff could happen in that kind of app. Totally. Right? And imagine, by the way, we talked about this a little bit before, maybe Noster not only disrupts the Twitters of the world, we talked about it disrupting Google, mm-hmm. maybe disrupts Apple as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the future, like unless they embrace it, right? Um, but I could see a world where imagine on your phone or your device, the search engine is an AI assistant. So it's mm-hmm. like Siri and it can speak with all, it knows your public private keys and can speak with all of your different Nostra apps to act on your behalf and or surface what you want on your behalf. So for me, like I mentioned, like the global feed thing, I don't think it's healthy for me, like too mm-hmm. much, you know, addiction and whatnot. But I would love if I just had my AI that kept getting trained, ideally with my data set, maybe eventually on my own phone today, whatever on a model in the cloud. Right. And it just said, Hey Max, based on everything we know about you and like, you know, I know you're trying to write this paper right now. So probably shouldn't flood you with a lot of things mm-hmm. or whatever. Like here are three, you know, here's a post I think you should read pull from the Twitter client. Here's a long form essay. I think you're going to love. Uh, and it's prioritized for you based on trust rank and that's it. Yep. I don't have to check any apps Yep. or, you know, I talk to Siri or whatever this new AI bot is. And I just say, Hey, you know, I just put out this, uh, this new essay. Um, Please share it in the relevant places. Mm-hmm. And it knows all the different apps to share it with for my identity. Okay. Yeah, getting too excited there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love that. I think it does touch on that idea of like, you know, a new foundation for kind of everything we do. Like a phone is ultimately a communication device. Yep. And it really starts with the people mm-hmm. that we want to communicate with. Who do I want to call? Who do I want to text? Who do I want to read from? And those things are all kind of up for reinvention now, right? That's so fucking cool. You know, I I was just having a thought on this because I'm thinking a lot about, you know, as I I think I mentioned before, as I come into my high mind ventures fund too, fund one is really focused on lightning. There's going to be a lot of lightning fund too, but it's, I'm increasingly thinking of it as the Nostra fund. And it just struck me, you know, back in the early 2010s, you know, I was a big fan of like Union Square Ventures. I thought they got a lot right. Mm. Um, I think in their recent years, they've got a little off uh, with the Web3 thing, but 
but you could basically, again, with different flavors and different versions of these apps, like probably just go back and like mm. everything they invested in the early 2010s in Nostra based. Like think about it, like they did SoundCloud, like there's going to be new music yeah. sites going to be dope with Nostra. Twitter, we're already seeing that get redone. Foursquare, probably yep. going to be some version of that that gets redone. Right. And they're all going to be different flavors and a lot of new ones, but like basically USB thesis from early 2010s on right. Nostra, probably yeah. a good thesis. Yeah. 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 It's interesting to explore that because I, I think there's a lot, you know, I feel like gravity pulls things in different ways in this ecosystem and so you know there it might be that there's things that kind of smell the same or rhyme in a way but aren't really just like clones and i think that's where the interestingness of it comes like totally like maybe the soundcloud of the future is really focused on the payment and the sort of you know staking reputation on a musician that you then help kind of nurture sort of a community assembles to nurture their career and to make them popular. Maybe the community can benefit from that. And and so maybe SoundCloud of the future is less about like serving and hosting your audio files. And maybe it's more about like putting musicians into business in a new way or kind of discovering new musicians and helping them monetize directly. hundred percent agree with that. And like, exactly. As an investor, the fun part for me is what are the new little tricks and flavors I'm going to be. But I think if you strip everything away, mm-hmm. all of these like, core human desires don't change Mm -hmm. or they don't change that much. And so the desire to discover great music and Mm -hmm. ensure new great music gets made that you can keep hearing. Yep. That's going to keep being there. Yep. Same with, you know, discover great content to read, discover great new friends. Yep. Like all of those core things that each of those are trying to take a stab at. Yes. Now we have a new tool set with Bitcoin lightning and with Noster and there's gonna be new flavors. But like those same core human desires of discover great people, discover great content, create great content, share with great people, like, you know, yep. th- those are the same. Yeah, yeah. Those are going to be great. And then and then when investing in them, are you investing in an app that does that? Are you investing in like an ecosystem? Who the hell knows? I think that's completely yeah. up for grabs. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me at my stage and probably for you as an angel as well, it's just just the people at this stage. Yeah. Because I don't think I don't think anyone knows where this is going to go yet. Right. Yeah. Which just, is what makes it fun. Yeah. The early stuff, you just bet on people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bet on great people. Um, all right. We're, speaking of, we're, so we're still looking at, we looked at contacts mm-hmm. just for reading threads, native apps instead of web. Mm-hmm. So I, I was a little puzzled by that because I thought, I mean, th- we've got some good native apps and web seems to me like it, I don't know, everything about this feels so web oriented or like the web could do a great job. And I wonder why native apps instead of web, like is is it yeah probably just ease of use but i i think to your point i forgot who it was i don't know if it was nostagram which i haven't played with yet but i've seen a lot of buzz around there someone recently put out a responsive web app so i i hopefully see a lot more of that instead mm-hmm. or both but right um talks about web page comments on noster usv to discuss Same oh yeah thing. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i want to see the new discuss oh this is this is cool so if you do wikipedia on noster you can comment on these articles from social clients so, um, yeah, this is one. We'll, we'll see how my purple pilling goes, but I have a, a friend who I've known for a long time, and he's um, – I haven't, I haven't seen him in a long time. I haven't talked to him in a while. And he told me he's working on something that's kind of like a – I don't know. He said like something like a Wikipedia on top of ETH, and I was like, what? Ooh. What does that mean? And then I was like, <laughs> why don't you come on and let's talk about what you're doing and sort of what your beliefs and assumptions are. <laughs> so we're going to talk on Monday. But, but I'm going to see maybe there's – I don't know if there's a, a you know a, some some common ground or common ideas within that, but I I think the idea of like Wikipedia on Noster 
Like, mm-hmm. could you either take the core content of Wikipedia and then augment it with a bunch of, I mean, I, this idea of highlighting and commenting and augmenting kind of a piece of written media is something I've been obsessed with for a long time. This was your last company now. Yeah. And, and, and we never got there, but, um, but I think there are, I think it's a really exciting idea because it, it could make the whole web much more participatory. Okay. Right. So imagine like a, a website, like, like let's take Wikipedia, let's take a Wikipedia article. Typically today, there's a lot of, you know, they try to take a neutral point of view. That's like one of the principles of the kind of stuff they write. They don't want it to be political. Um, they want to be just neutral kind of, here's the facts versus interpretation of the facts. Um, but I think there's a lot of desire to interpret the facts and discuss. So let's say we're looking at maybe a highly controversial Wikipedia article that itself only contains the facts, but we can have like a Google Docs style commenting system. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can show me all the comments from people I follow. Show me all the comments that have received a zap. Show me all the comments that are that appear, you know, maybe there's like an AI. Show me the comments that appear to be in opposition to my beliefs. Show me ones that are consistent with my beliefs. So I can start to see how the world is thinking about this page, but I gather up all of the notes and organize them around the page instead of it kind of being in feeds so flowing I, everywhere. I never asked you about this, but you, your last company was this company highlighter. Ooh, yeah. I'm assuming something like that was a central thesis. Like what, what was your central thesis there? And then if you were rebuilding that company, well, and then also why do you think it didn't click on? And if you were rebuilding that company today on Noster, what would that look like? Right. Yeah. Ooh, we could, there's uh, a lot there. <laughs> I don't know how, how deeply we could, uh, we could spend hours. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I think the core idea of organizing, making the web more participatory and letting people, while they're consuming something, also contribute and participate mm-hmm. is the thing that got me really excited about it. Um, you know, we tried a bunch of different flavors of how to achieve that experience, but it was in kind of a, you know, was, I think, what was it, five five years ago. It was in a kind of a more of a centralized social product experience world, right? We weren't playing with Noster. I don't think, I think Noster was created in 2019. So it was before. (laughs) So we're playing with more like centralized systems to try to solve, to make, you know, a content that today we only read to make it more participatory. You know, let me see the marginalia. Let me see the annotations of what did Max think about this book he read or what did Max think about this podcast he listened to? So we tried lots of different flavors of that. And I think, you know, I'm just going to shortcut it. I think as an independent um, centralized app probably doesn't have enough kind of energy to transition people to a new network to do that thing. So there's not as much of like a first moment, amazing kind of magical surprise, mm-hmm. which is kind of usually required to, to make a new social networking service take off. But I think with Nostra, we actually can re-examine how that works because you don't need to get everybody oh, yeah. on a client. You can actually, you have open data, so you could start with one piece of information. Let's say we take some, you know, some article that we are already reading together. Let's yeah. say, you know, some article about it, maybe a new, maybe a new AI article yeah. gets published. And we can create an interface that allows me to maybe use a highlighter oh, to this. contribute and it publishes back to my notes or it's an other stuff, <laughs> but it's a it's a note that shows my highlight. And you can just consume it however you want. Domus, Snort Social, Iris, Hamster, however you want. Oh my God, this is great. But effectively, because the information is open, all the, the original content is open, you don't have to adopt a new centralized service. You can actually just 
notice what I'm doing. And if I'm doing a lot of it and you get really into it and want to interact in this new way, maybe there's a different client, again, open public domain, but a different client that actually helps you organize around the you know long form written media that you want to comment on. I love this. Okay. So this is sparking a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I actually do think something like what you're saying is I actually think it's a great idea and I think it probably will work in a Nostra world. So if someone wants to rebuild uh, yeah, what yeah. David was working on, highlight like in Nostra, <laughs> like let us know. But it, it, it brings up two things to mind for me. One is I love this idea of being able to see other people's view of the web. And so I saw a thread with JB55 and Jack where JB55 was logging in to uh, Domus or whatever with Jack's pub key. So he could see yep. his view yep. and he was like, Oh my God, being you is like kind of awful. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure JB5 gets a lot of notifications. Yeah. But Jack gets so many, so many more. Yep. That's really interesting. What I would love to see here is, okay, like, you know, and eventually this will come out with the trust rate thing. I think Archer is working on as well, but you know, okay. I, I think you have good taste in what information you surface. I'd like to have like, a um, what was that site? Uh, Kevin Rose at dig. Yeah. Something like dig or like, I know, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy you talked with Joe Davis was working on this with bookmark. Just like, look at your bookmarks. Like what are the mm-hmm. sites DK bookmarked and what are his annotations on there? Right. Right. Like as if I'm viewing the web from you. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, yeah. And then I'd love to see the discussions. If you and Steve go back and forth to something like, well, like what was his thinking? And I can even, I can even, <laughs> cho- I can even choose like who I want to like whitelist is like, okay, what's the debate here? And I don't know. I just think there's going to be so much of that of like, and I think part of it's going to be, again, your AI assistant one day surfacing. Okay. You know, you know, again, your web of trust, these people you trust, here's the information, but just the ability to see the web from other people's point. Also great, great point is, you know, some people that I strongly disagree with. Yeah. I would like to see the web from their point of view. Yep. Like what are the ETH heads reading? Mm-hmm. Like probably good to understand that. Like their information consumption is probably very different than mine, which leads to very different um, perspectives. Yeah, totally. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing that comes to mind is specifically with your idea on highlighter. Um, I want to say, I remember like, didn't Andreessen talk about he wanted something like this in the first version of Mosaic or something way back yep. in the day? Yep. Yeah, that's right. And then I remember they invested in, um, I don't know if you remember, what were those guys like the rap site? Oh, genius. Rap genius. Yeah. 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 Uh, which I actually loved because uh, yep. you could see all the annotations on there. And I know eventually their idea was to expand out of there. Yep. I think the problem was, again, it just never made sense. Like, you know, it made sense. They got like the hip hop kind of like core solid focus, but then they tried to add like poetry and this, and it just never caught on because I think centralized was the wrong way to do it. Right. But if you could, you know, maybe there's a lot of different sites for, or not even a single site, just, um, you know, pub keys can highlight anywhere on the web. Yep. Then it starts to get interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, and I think, I think the thing that is new here is that you don't have to have everybody who wants to participate in the experience on at the same time. Exactly. And it, I think it was, was it, I think Paul Graham had this blog post he calls free smells. I don't know that one, but I like it. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like you, you know, you wander by a bakery mm-hmm. and you just notice some free smells. You don't have to necessarily go in and transact, but you're just aware of it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that makes me a little more curious. I'm going to like wander in and then you know more smells and there's visuals and all kinds of things um you know it's a little bit of a different context but you know i think uh if i recall it was a while back but if i recall it was probably talking about kind of the freemium Mm. idea but this is not necessarily that different from a freemium idea but it's like the free smells is not meant to upgrade to a paid smells but meant to be a experience with how maybe i'm using a new client a new Mm -hmm. service that publishes through to Noster. And those notes get published through to a feed, yep. and you can get kind of free smells of this experience 
without having to go through the effort to download a new client and try to log in or worry about security and are my is my private key going to be safe if I do that? But you can sort of start to see, oh, DK is spending all his time doing this thing that I am not engaged with, but I'm curious about it, right? Yeah. The, the smells are attracting me into the bakery, and now I'm in there. I'm like, oh, actually, let me download that client and play with it. It's a different way to use the internet. Totally. Yeah, I agree. So Exciting. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. What else? Anything else here? Oh, Relay Discovery. This is this has been a topic. This is still back on, uh, on Fiat Jeff's... Uh, uh, post on this. So relay discovery has been a topic. I know he was writing more about this this morning on on Noster um, as notes. But I think like, how do I know? He was sort of using the Alex Jones. Like, let's say Alex Jones oh, gets yeah. banned from a bunch of um, a bunch of the relays that he's currently using. How do his followers, people who want to see the information from him, how do they find the new place where he's going to be publishing from? And so I think relay discovery is like a pretty unsolved problem. And I think there's like some early proposals for how that should work but it's you know brought with <laughs> i don't know to me it feels like it needs to have some like protocol upgrades or new layers or consideration or maybe it's like a different type of protocol that helps relays coordinate but it feels like a well and i think it depends i, I don't know exactly how this is going to play out i know we're going to talk later we can do now but like stir fry was a new, right. yep. um a new protocol or a new uh, uh relay that they're using some Merkle tree based kind of reconciliation system where you can basically look between different relays and say, Hey, of all of your events, like what subset of our events are the same? Okay. We can just kind of like cross those out and then yep. see what differs. Um, and I actually asked Artur for his opinion on that. And he said, it's a great technical thing, but we're probably not at the scale where it makes sense just quite yet to do that. Um, here it is stir fry. It's a yep. great name by the way. <laughs> Um, and he, they have a link to the Merkle tree base system, which yeah, that's this, a bit over my head. This section. Exactly. The Merkle tree base reconciliation. Um, so basically again, it just like, you can like with a Merkle tree, just like have a whole bunch of data link up to one really tiny piece of data and see within that tree, what matches and what doesn't. Right. Anyways, but his, so point, I think it helps the, the goal of that. It, my understanding would be that today I might be connected to eight relays and mm -hmm. I might pull down the same data duplicated across the eight, and if I use the Merkle tree implementation that Stirfry has, um, I could interrogate a server, understand if it has something that I have, like if, if I pull stuff down from server one, yeah, from relay one, I could interrogate and say, do you have anything new that exactly. doesn't fit inside the bundle that I have? Exactly. So just trying so, to clarify. Yeah. Exactly. And I, again, I don't know all the details in this, but you might say, oh, it's like for between this relay and my, this new relay I'm investigating, it's like 98% the same. So mm -hmm. I, don't need, I don't need to store that or like whatever. Yep but just pull down the other 2%. Get the diff, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think that Archer's point was kind of interesting on this, which is it's technically very cool and eventually at scale, it's probably gonna be very useful. But his point was like today, um, you know, it's still gonna be very, like we're gonna have too much data very quickly for any hobbyist to be doing this. And I forget exactly what his argument was, but for some reason he was like, it's gonna be easier for them just to like pull down everything, the professionals for a while. Mm. Um and so maybe this starts to make sense. I don't know, a couple of orders of having two more data, but I don't right. know, I'd have to go revisit his point on that. But I think but, it's interesting technology. But if we're already seeing this idea show up in a relay, mm -hmm. presumably a client could use it too. Needs, well, I mean, it, it's not valuable unless clients know to ask exactly for that from a relay. So, like, where's the process? Is that a is that a nip? Is that a how does that? Well, maybe just individual clients make that decision. Like, clients can decide if they want to like 
help users. They want to use the interrogation feature that StirFry offers, but I guess then the relay publishes that it's a StirFry relay exactly. and not a, a NoStream relay or something. And maybe there's like, maybe who knows, maybe there's like a payment gate if you want to use that, mm-hmm. like an extra feature. Yep. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, so there's, I think from that <laughs> that little section, there's a lot of interesting stuff in the Fiat Jaff post. We should link it. And uh, there's plenty more. He talks about the bounties that cool. were given out so far. So there's a lot. Um, you can see the people that those were given to and Gossip. sort of what, what was happening there. So that's, it's definitely worth reading that post. Um, all right. Moving on. <laughs> uh <laughs> You you wanted to talk about this. This was oh yeah, a coffee I mean, shop. This was just like a, a I thought an interesting insight which I've had. I've seen other people have, which is that um, you know high level some dude walked into a coffee shop, tried to zap. Like I don't know if he got zapped the sats and used that to buy the coffee. Probably it was just right. like kind yeah, of demonstrating. Yeah. But he was explaining everything to the coffee shop guy, and the coffee shop guy saw it. This is magic. You posted yeah. a note. You got enough to buy a coffee. Probably instantly, I'm guessing, or very quickly. Right. Oh my God, what is this witchcraft? I want to invest. <laughs> Which is, you know, how everyone's treated Web three. Right. Where do I buy these Sats coins? <laughs> right. And the guy just couldn't get its Bitcoin. And so, <laughs> it's a very simple thing people have been saying for a long time. Sats the standard. But I do hope that with zapping now, and I hope exchanges or wherever you end up buying your Sats, mm-hmm. it becomes the norm to list either separately or however they want to instead of btc sats yeah because i think for a lot of people as silly as it sounds in every bull market we've seen you know a lot of the reason people go go for like the scam coins yep is because they're cheap yep and they see bitcoin and they say twenty five thousand dollars like i can never buy a bitcoin right oh here's this thing that's a penny maybe that's the next bitcoin right but if you see a sat and a sat's less yep. than a penny you're like this thing's still early. Yep. So basically, Bitcoin is old and dead, but right. Sats have room to grow. That's right. Okay. <laughs> that's the insight. Just wanted to make sure I got the takeaway right. Obviously, that's garbage, but <laughs> una broma. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think this one's not. This one's not going to load. Nah, we can skip All right. it. All right. Next up, we've got. All right, Nostra bounties. Oh, this was this is really cool. So we we've looked at Nostra bounties. Mm-hmm. This is the bouncer.org, bountsr.org. Um and this is run by NVK Coinkite. Uh there's this this new one that has been kind of popularly talked about this week a lot is this Nostra marketplace idea. Mm-hmm. And I think right now there's 10 million sets bounty on that and I think that was was it put together i thought there were like a few different people who were contributing that i thought i saw an eight million bounty and then it got tagged on with another million or two yeah i actually haven't haven't uh seen who the contributors are but it's it's really nice what uh the nostra marketplace idea it's now a 10 million set bounty okay uh, oh it's the it says the author's carnage march 1st so hmm. i thought i thought i'd even seen it maybe it was talked about on nostra and now it's kind of made it officially into a bounty but it's um you know it's basically you know think you know craigslist facebook marketplace but on on Noster, so mm-hmm. you know, super simple platform to buy and sell digital products. Well, sorry, this is digital products, consumer grade, focus on ease of use, ease of use. So maybe it's a little bit more like what people might do with like a Gumroad, or I don't know, maybe like a Fiverr. Oftentimes, digital products are sold there. Um, so list product for sale, uh, generate automatic invoices. Once the invoices are paid, you know, have a product listing storefront. Um, and then he kind of gives a little spec of like, you know, cover image, title, description, upload link to file. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, a a really exciting idea to build a Nostra marketplace. And it's got now some real, you know, bounty momentum behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm just, 
I'm, I'm excited about the concept of bounties. And then I think this marketplace thing, it's a little bit easier in my mind to see how to achieve it. I think the GitHub thing is a really powerful idea. Like GitHub on Noster is a really powerful idea. I think there's probably a lot of discussion and debate to figure out what that should look like and how to implement it. But a marketplace feel like a marketplace for digital goods feels like a more like almost simpler starting point to just understand how it's a great example of a not particularly social networky application um, that uh, that I think, you know, we should see on Noster soon. So and we will. And, and one thing I just want to add on that that I like a lot is I would love to your point about like upping the um, the bounties. Like I would love to see not only the marketplace, but like I know one of the bounties on bouncer.org is for a bounty site. And so um, I was, you know, Actually, I'm supposed to talk with Geyser soon. Um, is that the bounties manager? I think so. Is that this the, one? This is five five million stats. I think that's from it. Authors FNF. Do you know that? It could be. I don't know FNF, but 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 regardless, like I want to see. Maybe they should do this. Like the ability for you just to crowdfund bounties. So you're like, oh, yeah. I really want to see yeah. this thing in the world. I'm going to put up a million stats. Yep. And then match it. Yep. Yeah. Just super easy. Like okay. Yep. Like. You just keep building, 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 and the pot keeps growing until somebody <laughs> builds the thing. Right. And everybody builds the thing, well, maybe the pot is not big enough yet, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Super cool. So that's, yeah, that's, I think crowdfunding bounties is probably probably the best first step. Actually, I, I'm going to talk with the Geyser Fund guys on Amazing. Friday. Cool. I think we have a setup to chat. I know you've been involved with that and close yeah, to I'm them. An I, there. I've, I've chatted with them before, but it's been a long time. It was a long time back, so I don't know the latest um but uh but yeah we're going to talk about sort of what where their head is on nostra but i wonder like do you think this kind of thing would be is it close enough to what might be good for them to be considering absolutely or i mean i mean right now they're more like a kickstarter but like right. in principle it's pretty i mean I, I i'm not saying they should like completely shift direction sure. but it's worth testing yeah because because when i look at this this idea of like crowdfunding bounties that help sort of create you know, these bounties are ultimately, I think, typically creating a digital good, you mm-hmm. know, a software product, um, many of the most popular ones. To me, that feels like a really good Petri dish for it. So I think I think when I talked to the Geyser Fund guys, it was back, was it back when, like, the Canadian truckers thing oh, yeah. was happening? And that, <laughs> that looked like it may be a bit of a catalyst, but there's so much real-world friction and even political friction yeah. to making that work, whereas building digital products together, totally. there's, like you know, no political friction at the beginning. Basically, nobody cares about it politically, which is it's a feature. And um, and you can actually just do it and get it out and get people using it if it's if it's useful. So I almost wonder if, like, the, the Canadian truckers problem gets solved by the thing that starts in more of a digital versus so. digital only environment. And then, and then it can graduate to the real world, you know. I, I think you had this insight. I think it's a very good insight. Like, digital is just easier. Like, start with less friction. And then over time, as you bootstrap users and capital, then it can grow into the digital real world. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So next up, I've been I've been trying to follow this story, and I don't think I've really nailed it all. But have you seen this? Do you know Alex Gleason? Have you seen this at all? Well, I don't know him very well, or I just learned about him through this note. But I saw yeah. this note. So, so I think what's going on here. My understanding is Alex Gleason was maybe the lead developer on Truth Social. Oh, really? I think is the case. Oh, shit. Yeah. I know he was in Macedon or whatever, but... 
Yeah. So I, you know, and I'll, I should, I should not be speaking if that's not correct, but, um, or, or, or me, is this the guy that built the Fediverse bridge? Yes. Yeah. Okay, same okay. guy. Yeah. So that's kind of where this goes. So okay. I think he, I, he definitely ran, you know, a Mastodon instance or several Mastodon instances. And I think he did, I think he was the lead developer on Truth Social, which was itself a Mastodon instance. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and I, I thought I saw somebody saying that he was, you know, his first kind of, uh, his gut reaction to Nostra was like, nah, this will never work. This, you know, for all, whatever kinds of reasons, you know, he sort of just it felt like it was like the wrong camp, I, I think. Um, and, you know, this is pieced together through a bunch of notes and tweets and some websites I've <laughs> been reading. So, you know, I might, I want to make sure I get the details right, but I don't, <laughs> I don't say I have it all together right now. But, um, but I think that's what he did. And then he, he, changed his yeah. mind and he built he recognized the importance of Noster and built a thing called Moster, which is a Fediverse bridge. So it's a way to bridge Mastodon instances into Noster. And so he said, when I first saw Noster, I didn't think people would actually do it. The last few months have told a different story. Noster has been exploding with developer activity. I looked closer. And so he kind of concludes, I'd rather be a part of it than get left behind. So the first thing I decided to do is build a bridge. And so this is a bridge that connects activity pubs and Nostra together so you can communicate across. Now, I know that doing such a thing can be fraught because it, you know, I think, I don't know if you saw the one where uh, Nout and I were talking about bridging other communication tools into, into Nostra. And there's real reasons to not do it, but I think it's because of these bridges, it's brought on a little bit of that, you know, eternal September kind of flavor to it that has been a bit you know people are running into like some abrasive opinions and people that they would not expect or hope to find here yeah um but but i think like one thing is it's nice to see somebody who's so deeply invested in the mastodon ecosystem kind of recognize that noster is a better way to do what i think that ecosystem was mostly trying to achieve um, there was also, you probably saw NVK shut down BitcoinHackers.org, yeah. which was like a long running, is it, yeah, Bitcoin Hackers Chat or something? Hackers.org, yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's kind of like, well, the future is here. We don't want to admin this thing anymore. We don't want to have that centralized control point. Um, so I think it's interesting, sort of at a high level, we see NVK do that this week. We see this guy who I think is pretty influential in at least one public Mastodon deployment um, and as a writer. And then he's decided, okay, like, Noster is the thing. Let's all put our attention and focus and energy on that, and let's win together with this mechanism instead of trying to like fight it. Like this is where it's going. So just like squint and see, look ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a lot here. I think that in general, most people are recognizing Noster is a far more scalable and, and easy to use um, protocol than mm-hmm. Activity Pub was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not an expert on Activity Pub, but the fact that they're the owner of an instance, the admin could like unilaterally ban people or block you. Like that to me was just a non-starter. And then you lose all your followers, right? Yeah. That's like, that's, that's worse than Twitter in my mind. Yeah. So I just, I never got excited about activity Pover Mastodon ever. And, um, so I, I think it's an obvious conclusion that people realize Noster is much more extensible, much more open free. So that's good. I think in general, the fact that Noster is open means anyone should be able to build whatever the hell they want. And if people are going to build bridges, you know, the more eyeballs in general, the better. Yep. Yep. Now, having said that, I will say, you know, 
there are certain corners of the internet and, you know, I've run into one or two and like Twitter and Noster as well. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of trolls. And I think, you know, you kind of learn to ignore that or don't feed the trolls. Um, I think we need better tools. Now I I've noticed Jack and JB five and other people talking about the, the crowd that comes from Macedon and truth social type places tend to be more for Chani, a little mm-hmm. bit more caustic right? and, um, and can be actually kind of hurtful, like bullies mm-hmm. on the internet right. and not saying everyone is, but there's, a lot of those. Um, so I think it's important that we have better tools, right? Like the beauty of Nosters, I should be able to say, I don't want that stuff in my feed. Cool. I can block that or, you know, move to a different, um, relay or whatever. And so I think it's important that we have more tools to help people mute or block trolls that they don't want to interact with. Um, but that should be done at the individual level. And, um, I think in general, the more bridges we build the Noster, the better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of of getting more bridges in there, but I do think like we're raw with tooling, so we don't yet have exactly. barely have <laughs> mutes and blocks and stuff. Um, but uh, but I I do see an interesting future where like again it's innovation. Let innovation flourish. Yeah, like the future of like how should block lists work in a centralized service like Twitter are sort of very structured and rigorous, and there's very little experimentation. But I'd love to see experimentation where I can say like look, I'm going to manage my own block list and I'm going to share it with people who I trust. Yes, I love that. And now we're curating the internet together. Maybe I can say, actually, that one that you blocked, I don't know that I'm so sure I want to block it. So like, just alert, like, let me know about that. But maybe I say like, usually go with the stuff that Max says, like he has good taste and he has like the right, I understand his motivation. I understand where he, why he would decide to block people, right? Right. So I think like those kinds of tools and like there's all kinds of, you know, how should they work and what are the permissions and how, what's the scope of who gets to see what about a block list or your block list or my block list? And can I do it? Does it have to be fully transparent or are there any kind of privacy about who I'm blocking and who I share who I'm blocking with? Like huge, huge open-ended greenfield design space. Totally. And this is, again, the thing I love about Noster and like I love, to your point, um, for every new solution – there's going to be new problems mm-hmm. and every new problem, there's a new solution and the cycle goes on forever. Yeah. And I think that where, you know, I disagree with a lot of the like centralized web two world and frankly, just kind of like paternalistic thinking that a lot mm-hmm. of people have gotten, you know, tied up in is this myth that, Oh, there's this other body out there that as long as I trust in them, I get safety. It's like, no, they, they have all kinds of problems too. And mm-hmm. we're starting to see those problems are getting bigger and bigger and the cracks are building over time. And so I think the better solution is you build a bridge Bad shit will happen if as trolls come in and then people will see that and build solutions. And we don't know what those solutions are going to be. People experiment. And then over the next year, we'll get better and better tooling to solve those problems. As we yep. get better tooling, yeah. it becomes a friendlier place that new people come in. I will say though, like, and I do have mixed feelings on this because, you know, as an investor, I want to see this stuff go mainstream. As a user, I want everyone to have access to this stuff. Right. But there is also still a part of me that's like, man, I'm going to miss like when it was underground, like we, we went to Nostra Rica and it was just like, cause you know, you know what Nostra feels like right now. And it's funny because you know, a lot of people talk, Oh, those Bitcoiners, they're so toxic and caustic. And there is a subset of those people. I feel like those tend to be more of the kind of like Macedon, truth, socially mm. type people. Um, but when you go to Nostra, people are very principled and they're willing to explain to you why only Bitcoin, but almost everyone on there, it's almost, it's very solar punk, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind yeah. of aesthetic. Yeah. Everyone is extremely positive, extremely kind. Yep. At least this has been my experience. Yeah, um, I, everyone's been, you know, trying to affirm other people, help them believe they can learn more and do more, yep. you know, sharing zaps. Like it's been one of the most, it's probably been the most positive social community I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. 
And so it's like literally almost a 180 from what, you know, the kind of like narrative is. Right. And so I, I hope at least for those that want to keep it that way, they get the tools to do so. Yep. Yep. And I think, you know, the beauty of permissionlessness is somebody will come up with those tools. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can get the right tools at the right time, but it's a little bit, you can't really control it. You kind of have to just let it play out, let it play out. So you don't have to encourage it to, to you know, to cause problems before their, uh, <laughs> before their time. Um, this is one, uh, did you want to take this one? This is, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, this was just, I thought it was interesting. I forget his name. Uh, what's his name? Drias. Anyways, this guy is a developer of Drupal, which is like extremely widely used, I guess. I don't know if it's like, is it a CMS, content management system on the web? I think it's been around since like 2000. Like it's been kind of forever. Yeah, it's like very old school. I I think it runs 10% of the web or something Some huge percentage (laughs) of the web. Anyways, point is this dude um, just wrote a little love letter to Noster a day or two ago. That's all this on Stacker News. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just kind of in the same spirit as the Mastodon guy. You know, as smart, prepared minds are finding this thing. I've almost universally seen positive takes. Yep. So another another good one. Uh, let's pop over here. You want to talk about Radio Garden at all? Oh, yeah. So this was part of a broader topic that I wanted to discuss, which is I love Bitcoin. I love Noster. But for this thing to go mainstream, obviously, I want to see more and more um, you know, great content beyond Bitcoin Noster. So this one was actually found on Stacker News, but it's kind of a general purpose is that most of Stacker News as well as just been Bitcoin Lightning News. And then I saw this year the other day, which is uh, radio.garden. It's an incredible site that you can go all over the world and find different radio stations currently streaming. And it's so cool. I spent the other morning. Yeah. Like here's a great station. I don't know that it's recording that. Oh, <laughs> but, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but like, man, I spent the other morning, like it was a rainy morning on Monday and uh, I, I decided to make some like sweet potatoes of all things. It was really good. And while I was cooking it up, I uh, yeah, I just like listened to this radio station from Jamaica for Free an stir hour. frying it? Oh yeah, it's fucking delicious. Get a little onion in there, kind of caramelize. <laughs> like, Mwah. chef's kiss, baby. <laughs> chef's kiss. Yeah, chef's kiss it. But like, yeah, I was like listening to some Jamaican radio. My dad sent me some really cool stuff he found from the UK. Uh, I actually need to go like look in Bristol, which is kind of the home of trip hop. But it's just so cool. You can go anywhere. You can go to Brazil. You can go to Argentina, wherever. And it's just dope. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I, I don't, I don't know that that's playing on the rec- recording. So, <laughs> anyways, the point is, I recommend everyone see this. But, but my broader point here is, I'm starting to discover really good, great content. It's yep. not just Bitcoin Lightning. And you know, I sent relative to that site a large tip to whoever surfaced this because I truly got value out of mm-hmm. this thing. Like, that to me is like pure value for value. And similarly, on this site that you're pulling up now, um, you know. This is Jack asking what's everyone's best news source these days. And there was a lot of interesting meta discussion here about what is news. Like, you know, some guy was talking about you should only find news that's actionable in your own life. How to Mm. determine that. People are talking about various podcasts they listen to. The the point is, like, on all of the stuff that I'm seeing in both Stacker News and Noster, and hopefully Stacker News will soon be on Noster, Mm -hmm. um, is, you know, content beyond Bitcoin Noster, which is great because that's going to help us cross the chasm to other kinds of users. Yep. And because people are using, you know, the value rank, they're, they're sending their sats, you can quickly surface what's good. Mm-hmm. And so that was the whole idea behind how to disrupt Google, the essay I put out last summer, yeah. the concept of value rank that we even talked about, like, it's all like happening in real time. And, you know, again, it was cool and it was all Bitcoin meta discussion and Nostra meta yeah. discussion, but now it's like news, music, like, yep. that's a great sign. Other new, other new kind of non-Bitcoin, non-Nostra types of kind of products and ideas. Yeah. Though, though news itself has probably, there's probably a lot that pairs in with, you know, how does a media diet get created? Totally. Is 
do a lot to like what you discover on a, a feed service like this. So, you know, I, I wonder sort of, cause I know you have some of your own kind of principles and how you respond to messaging mm-hmm. and probably that, that my understanding is that sort of flows through how you use your phone and sort of your relationship with your phone. Totally. Do you, are you sort of like, do you have a current lens on news that you expect to shift or shape around kind of the fact that Nostra exists now? You know, it's a really good question. I, to be honest, so, and again, I have mixed feelings on even Nostra these days because I was, I'm trying to use my phone less and less. Like I've taken steps like, you know, black and white on the phone mm-hmm. and, um, Honestly, I just try and avoid all news. <laughs> I found my life. I found that like the less I read the news, frankly, the less time I spend on screens, like generally the happier I am. Mm-hmm. And um, the news that I was getting was typically on Twitter. And I feel like I had a pretty good curated feed. Like a lot of people complained about all the stuff they saw. It wasn't so bad for me because like mostly I was following some Bitcoin stuff, some AI stuff, some just like weird accounts. Yep. Um, I, I think that what would be interesting for me is probably to be able to like Again, I don't think I'm going to become that into the news ever. It's just not my thing. You're just going to be a guest on a news show once a week. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Well, this is a news show, but this is, this is a very specific news show, right? This, this is Nostra News. Um, but I think like, yeah, being able to tag certain people, like for example, or like certain sources, right? Like I think I found on Stacker News back in December, an interesting like sort of alternative um, journal in Latin America talking about, here's what you hear, you know, the West reporting that the IMF is doing. Here's like what's happening on the ground. Like, right. you know, and that was cool to me. So yeah, I'll probably have like, you know, certain hashtags or things that I follow and certain mm-hmm. people I trust with each of those hashtags. And if, you know, maybe I'll even have a threshold where I don't want any news. Like as an example, you know, I love your taste in Nostra and tech. If DK ever sends a zap, you know, that's two standard deviations above what he normally sends, surface yep. that for yep. me. If he doesn't, nah. Yep. Yeah, that's a great a great lens. And again, more stuff you can do with experimentation. I guess how do you yeah, I guess somebody nobody's really built any kinds of push notif type interruptive stuff. Not that I'm seeking it right now, but you can imagine if something really important, like, you know, two standard deviations away, maybe maybe I would want to get a text message or a push notif or something about that. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I, I do find that there it's easy to get sucked in by kind of you know, just stuff happening, but, you know, really finding out how to focus your attention on the stuff you care about, the stuff that matters. And I I actually think that podcasts are, I, somebody said, somebody said to me something like, I think podcasts are, did you say podcasts are where the real truth is today? Could be. In information, just like stuff that people are not necessarily, you know, I think when things get written, you lose sometimes the personality behind it or the intention in a way. It's not as raw. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the stuff we talk about, we probably would never write blog posts about it, but then it's just like us being real, <laughs> right? <laughs> J- so. Just riffing for hours. I think there's something to that. And actually, so I, I take back what I said a little bit, you know, I don't spend a lot of time reading news, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts typically when I work out. Mm-hmm. I find that's like a really nice, like positive activity tie. Like I go to the gym, I get a good, healthy workout. And then I also learn. Mm-hmm. And so I've been like consuming all, I can't keep up with DK's podcast, <laughs> right? But all of your podcasts, that's yours and Kevin's uh, recent podcast. That's what I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that's news, but I don't, I, I didn't feel like news. That feels like I'm actually learning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would hope that, uh, that, you know, it doesn't have that newsy feel to it of just like, Hey, here's what you should be attracted to spending your time on. But more like, Hey, you come away from this and you feel like you've got a good overview of what happened, what you want to get caught up on, just to feel like you're you're hearing all the the main points, but without a lot of 
you know, extra, I don't know, not trying to generate controversy for controversy's sake. You know what I, I feel and something I've realized about myself is I love just having a lot of random dots and then seeing the kind of gestalt yeah. form from yeah. those dots. And I feel like, for example, I loved your episode with the AI investor because, mm-hmm. you know, you were, it was really cool to see he's been thinking about all this AI stuff. And then you've been thinking about all this Noster stuff. And then when y'all's minds met, it was like, oh, here, like, okay, we need to apply, you know, signing to deep fakes and like, yeah. like new things started to emerge. And that to me was super cool. And I, and I hope on our show, even though it's a quote unquote new show, like I hope we f- help form more of a gestalt of what's in the zeitgeist or what might be coming in the zeitgeist every week more. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think there's ways to do news where it's like, it's interesting and stimulating and not just like yep. incendiary or just kind of like facts. Yeah. And I hope it, I hope it can be kind of informative and educational so that people can kind of keep up to date with what is worth knowing about yeah. and not, you know, not just sort of getting bogged down by, uh, by junk. Agreed. But speaking of, <laughs> speaking of junk, <laughs> we can have a little, some junk is fun too. <laughs> um, so you wanted to share this. You want to tell us? Yeah. Shout out to Lynn Alden. Uh, you know, give her a little zap on this as well. Um, she just posted this meme and I thought it was funny as, as Twitter goes and intro- introduces their own centralized coins. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. zaps are killing it on Noster. And right. I just, yeah, I thought this was funny. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think this, this touches on, I think, I, I don't know that I, as much as I, I think I get a lot of the culture of why these things are as they, as they are, you know, maybe like the Bitcoin culture around stake. Yeah. <laughs> I think I kind of get it. Like, I, I don't claim to be an expert, but is is this also saying, like, that's not the real experience? This is the real thing? Yeah. I think it's just saying, like, it's like kind of mocking the, like, silly version that's, you know, right. the clown show. The clown show. <laughs> exactly. And again, yes, some of the Bitcoin ideology is a little silly, but, but, but this thing in particular, I don't even know if this is a Bitcoin. I, in fact, I'd actually never seen this meme before. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it before either. It's like <laughs> there's real money and then there's like Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Yep. Yep. Very appropriate. <laughs> All right. There was a, a bit here on Breeze. Did you want to touch on this? Yeah. Just really briefly, you know, Breeze released, you know, Roy in general, there's a few people that I would recommend reading everything they've ever written ever. Roy is one of those that mm-hmm. I would put the top, you know, three or so. And, um, every feature he pushes with breeze is very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And this is a big deal because he recently released their SDK. And so they're doing this non-custodial SDK for developers to build payments in their apps. Mm-hmm. Great lightning payments and the open LSP model you know, again, he's always thinking about incentives and he describes what I was describing earlier, that flywheel effect where the more users, the more revenue opportunity, the more Bitcoin comes on the Lightning Network, et cetera. And so one of the missing pieces there was um, as we started to get a lot more users with his SDK coming out, apps exploding everywhere, Nostra exploding is mm-hmm. to our question of could we send a one BTC payment? Maybe we can, maybe we can't, but we're going to quickly reach the limits of what the Lightning Network can do if we start onboarding millions of users fast. And I think that's going to happen. And so his question is, okay, cool. Now get a little bit ahead. What's the next limiting factor? And it's going to be Bitcoin on the Lightning Network. Mm -hmm. And one way to get more coins on the network is to help people launch their own, what he calls LSP or Lightning Service Provider, Mm -hmm. a term he coined in another essay a few years ago. And you can think of it similar to the Internet Service Provider, ISP. And it's just a way for you know, new people, uh, individuals or corporations or organizations to plug in to the Lightning Network. And so 
Breeze operates its own lightning service provider, but now it's offering the software and channel connections to its LSP for new LSPs to come on board. And so let's just say as an example, you know, there's a publicly traded company he announced in there, Liquid Forward, Canadian, you know, kind of Bitcoin holding company, mm-hmm. and they basically are going to bring however X many number of coins, they want to start an LSP. They've got the coins, but they don't necessarily have the technical expertise or the well-positioned node. All they need to do now is start a node. Um, and then Breeze will offer them as a service for a fee, the software and the connections to their LSP. So, and the ability to tap into Breeze's users as well. Um, so that from the SDK, so that all they need to basically do is put up a node and then be able to commit Bitcoin to the node and then Breeze will handle the rest for them. And then what's their value add, that company that's running that? Is it like some sort of connectivity or liquidity that they provide? It's or? the coins. Uh-huh. Like they're literally saying, hey, as I don't know how much they have, but let's say that we have a thousand Bitcoin and we want to add that to the Lightning Network. Mm-hmm. And so this is a way and for that's them to earn to, an APY, right? It's to earn an APY. But the important idea is, and this is why I love so much about how Roy thinks, even though I'm not like... I tend to be middle ground, the custodial versus non-custodial um, road. I prefer non-custodial, no question, but I'm also not super anti-custodial and then I think it plays a role in certain cases, especially mm-hmm. for smaller amounts, whatever. But I love that Roy is so principled. His whole point is non-custodial or bus. And I'm glad there are other people that are trying custodial, but mm-hmm. I really admire Roy's commitment to that. And so what his model allows is for um, people that have a lot of coins to earn yield on those coins without giving up custody. Mm-hmm. And they, they end up committing those to a lightning channel? A, a lightning, lightning node. Lightning. Yeah, so okay. they'll basically need to set up their own node, which maybe eventually will help them even do that. So maybe they do it with Voltage or they run their own node or whatever. And then they get a channel open to Breeze mm-hmm. and then they need to be able to commit coins there. And then from that point, I think... Breeze will handle the rest for them. But the point, the important point is they never have to give Breeze the coins. Right. Now, there are other services where in the future you can imagine Bitcoin banks, you know, and again, I don't think this is necessarily bad. I think it's important that we have all of the above, right? Right. But we'll just say, hey, deposit with us a Bitcoin and we'll give you a 2% APY and maybe they're earning 4% because they're doing all the routing. And so you split 50-50 with them, Mm -hmm. but you have the custodial risk that if they mess up or get hacked or someone, you know, rugs you. And so with this, Roy is taking cut two, probably a smaller cut, or Breeze is, but you never give up custody of your keys. Yep. Oh, Noster Ness. Have you played with Noster Ness? I saw it, but I couldn't get it. Like, I tried getting on, nothing was happening. So this is, you know, this is the renamed, it used to be called Noster Pleb Spaces, was kind of a Twitter Spaces Clubhouse-like experience. Um, Today, today it's built on the web. I don't know if there's a, a, you know, a native client coming in the future, but I think right now it's really meant to sort of you know, tick for tick, you know, re-implement the experience of like a Twitter spaces or clubhouse experience. Um, and I joined a few of them and, uh, I haven't, I, I was, I had some audio problems, but I think it's more on my side, you know, I don't know the audio permissions and stuff, I think are still a little bit confusing, but the experience is like really good. Like it, I, I was able to sit around and listen to people and I couldn't, talk because of i think my permissions side of things but i want to get it where i can actually join because it's a lot of the you know familiar faces you see on noster are now hanging out on the noster nests but so this is my i guess point of confusion does it integrate with noster at all like do you use your pub key or it's purely a web it is it is pub key so okay. uh i think it is i think it is a I, this was a little bit confusing and maybe i think derek ross is the one building it so maybe he can clar- clarify for us but 
uh, my understanding was that when I arrived, I gave it my pub key and it kind of let me just be me with just my pub key. So I think my guess is what he's doing is it's early and he doesn't want to have people pasting private keys into his website. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So I think he's kind of granting that there's not a lot of spammers and scammers showing up today. And it's like, you can kind of off with just your pub key. If I, if I understand correctly, he can, he can correct us if we're wrong. Um, but it's, it's a pretty good way to get the core experience, but it's not, you don't really verify in the same way. I I think you can like take some key that they generate and verify it on Nostra. And then you've verified your, you know, your actual account. Uh, but I, I don't know. I have to look through the mechanics of that, but I was able to show up and, and hang around and listen and, uh, and it works really well. Like, so the whole, all of the important parts of the experience work. Now some details around the bridges to the Nostra identity and stuff and how you kind of manage, you know, security are, you know, still maybe, you know, to be ironed out, but cool. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention briefly, I yeah. mentioned this earlier, but on the, the marketplaces, mm-hmm. so there's two marketplaces I saw this week that are Nostra based. Okay. This is rendering now. So sell anything. So we're on plebeian market. Plebeian. So market. And maybe these guys should actually get the bounty because <laughs> they basically are a Craigslist. So I think you can auth with your, um, like, I think I used Albi and mm. use my Nostra, which by the way, I think just logging with Nostra is going to be huge very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So this is selling like physical stuff, which I think is a bit trickier because you know for all the reasons you talked about whenever you touch the physical world but it's cool and i think they were already you know a project operating pre-noster and now are turning into a noster based craigslist oh nice. so that's cool this is an ordinals or like basically nft marketplace on noster for bitcoin oh. ordinals oh. this is sick because it's purely digital yeah. so i think this yeah. thing is going to go wild now a lot of people are trying to build a centralized marketplace and i think doing it the Nostra way is going to be much more successful. And maybe you own like the primary web view that people use for it. But I think this is super smart. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think NFTs, you know, the inscription ordinal NFT idea is another good one for the mark, you know, putting aside the politics of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think having a digital experience for discovering and transacting those makes a lot of sense and you know having that through an open system like Noster makes a ton of sense to me so and i think i don't know if it was on this marketplace somewhere like and again this could be wash trading but like i mean again putting the politics I mean, aside but isn't all nft wash trading yeah absolutely. <laughs> it absolutely all is but i think i saw someone pay like over one btc for a poop emoji which yeah. is like <laughs> but you know hey it's all digital so if you want to do it knock yourself out you yeah. got a Noster webs a Noster marketplace yeah yeah awesome cool all right. Well, we are just crossed the two-hour long uh, rip. <laughs> long rip. So uh, maybe we can call that uh, a day for the day. Cool. And uh, we're gonna pop this. We stopped doing the live stream. Instead, mm-hmm. we made the um, you know the video. So I'm gonna kind of do a little bit of editing, you know, a little post production, and then we'll get it up uh, hopefully you know, late this afternoon. I love it. And and yeah, for anyone coming out to Costa Rica, you know, if you uh, you have ideas and. Who should be, you know, we should jam with. Let, let us know. Yeah, yeah. We want to find. I, I still haven't booked a space, so I'll just book. Maybe I can book a place to stay that can also be a little bit of a mini studio. And I've got, you know, I can pack up the the gear and we can we can do it there. Sounds like a party. All right, fun. Cool. All right, <laughs> All right peace, guys. See ya.